Welcome back to the Big Boy League podcast. This time, we sit down and talk to Ashish for way too long about his love for the Suns. We find out he thinks every show about white people is called Community. And we get a live Sacco letter opening and reading on the pod for the very first time. Hope everyone enjoys. I was uh, telling all these great stories and you aren't even going to use that material. That no, is, I, I, no, I, I have them say I can go back and grab it. No, but I'd rather make sure that the audio is actually captured before we get into this. And 30 minutes later, and we're like, oh, I can't use any of that because it all sounds like. <laughs> good to go. Yeah, yeah, we're good to go. But yeah, man, it's uh, it's good to see it. I'll I'll, I'll think about this earlier today. When I can't remember the last time we saw each other in person. Like it's been a hot minute. What's that? Were you there for homecoming or no? No, not homecoming. Well, uh, oh, we 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 uh, shoot. No, 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 no. We, we we came to one game this year, our last year, and it wasn't homecoming. Gotcha. No, I was. Uh, I don't remember who I saw. I remember. I think I saw Mitch for a little bit. Um, and I think I saw Cole. But I was I was pretty gone for most of homecoming. So <laughs> nice, <laughs> the best homecomers. But yeah, no, it's it's been a minute. But yeah, yeah. probably it's probably like twenty nine or twenty twenty homecoming or maybe twenty nineteen homecoming was the last time. Yeah, yeah, probably something like that. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that you're yeah, you're, you're full. You're, well, you've been a full time West Coast boy for a minute. But yeah, ever since then, it's uh, yeah, yeah, harder, harder to get everyone get, get everyone together. To the east coast because like my parents are on the west coast yeah yeah my parents are on the west coast so mm-hmm. like we just don't like we we're going to new york or, uh, for a wedding in okay. april and so at least we'll be there for a little bit but like yeah. um getting to the south man it's like direct opposite part, part <laughs> yeah so it's like they sure. get a priority and also i'm like i'm trying to figure out the logistics for mitch's wedding and uh like one round trip tickets right now um the only way for me to get to like the closest airport, which I'm finding is like Jacksonville. It's Jacksonville, is, yeah. Is it's it's gonna be there has to be a six hour layover in Atlanta for me to get there. <laughs> and it's like it is brutal, man. It is like just to get anywhere in the south is just obnoxiously brutal. So yeah, yeah, anywhere that's not Atlanta, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So no, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Anytime we, we lived up in Raleigh, anytime I had to go west, I had to go to Atlanta first. Like it was like almost a guarantee. Like if I if I had to go a mile west of Atlanta, I had to, I had to get the, the quick stop. And <laughs> are you, are you in Atlanta right now or are you? Yeah. Back? yeah. We, no, no. So we, 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 we bought a house up here in Smyrna. Um, nice. So yeah, just uh, we're, we're a mile from the battery, which is. Uh, is that pretty, OTP inside the perimeter? Just, no, it, it's the, the first exit outside 285. Gotcha. Well, okay. so, so yeah, so yeah, we, 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 when we're coming from the, uh, we get off on 285 west and then it's like the very first thing like on 285 west so but no i i, I can see um i'm trying to think like, like vinings which is the other side of the perimeter is like a five minute five minute drive so did you ever did you used to go to games consistently when like last year during the season no 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 i uh the, when sarah was still in school i i we would go and you know i, I would just hang out at sigmund new or, or you know wherever um no no sorry not tech games i mean braves games oh oh yeah 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 we yeah we, we regularly you know back when we lived you know, since we've been in atlanta we'll go to a you know half a dozen a year or something like that you said you were so close that's the only reason i asked um, oh yeah like, yeah, yeah, yeah so we yeah we do and we're, we're planning on doing at least a half season if not a full season ticket so i mean i need that Right before you log, right before you logged on, I was actually about to Google that. <laughs> now that now it's official again. 
Um, wait, don't you think it's like you're you're buying it at the at the high though? Don't you like I feel like the 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 performance is only going to come down from here. You think they're going to go back to back? Oh no, no. But you, it, it, I mean, it's it's something for it. It's we're, we're going to lean into it instead of like put, you know planning around that traffic. We'll just have something to do with those nights, you know. And do you, uh, do you know how expensive is it? Do you know in any like to any capacity? Not yet. You get- I haven't looked into it. Yeah, I mean, and and and, uh, and uh, I think I put this in the group meet to the um, the president of our company, who also he has season tickets. You know, the, the company has season tickets in like the uh, the Delta seats. Um, said like, hey, if ever if ever we're not if 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 ever we don't have a customer to take to a game or what if there's nobody claims tickets for that, you're, they're yours. I was like, I will take advantage of that. That sounds amazing. Let me know. <laughs> so. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, no, I I don't ex- I didn't expect them to I didn't expect them to get past the Dodgers last year. So yeah, it, it, it's all gravy now, and it's, especially if we lose Freddie, then uh, yeah, it'd be uh, scary hours out here. Good thing you guys have all of that all of those young prospects the D backs handed you. So I appreciate that. It was good, man. I, I really do. But hey, I mean, no, you know, Dan's is an everyday starter for at least another. Yeah, conceivably five-ish years until we, whatever his contract's up, or and he, he, he's definitely good value. So no, I, I appreciate that. And and, <laughs> and 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 Ender was really good until he wasn't. And but whatever happened, he got injured um, toward the tail end of let's see, it's twenty twenty. So at the end of uh, the end of the twenty twenty season, um, and then it, the the plan was to just kind of have a hodgepodge of guys fill in that spot when because uh, I guess it, and I guess his contract was up to a point they didn't want to pay me more um, but then of course they traded they, they just got three you know five or th- three or four all those brand new outfielders last year to get us to the ship so but he he served his purpose he, he, he was good when he was good and he'll uh, he'll f- forever be the uh, you know, the, the just one one more win in that uh, Shelby Miller column I'm never gonna get over that, but no, I'm gonna need no. one of my teams to win a championship. That's the only reason way I'm gonna. I, I I think the Suns. So well, you're you're looking real good right now. I forgot who made that bet of like yeah, uh, it was you and somebody. Will the Suns get back to a final within you know five years or whatever? It was Peter, but I don't remember. That sounds about it, it, Peter or Reese for sure. Like it, that sounds like one of those two. But no, you're looking real good there. But I mean, and it, the Suns are doing this well without Chris Paul. So that's only. I have a plus 1900 bet that the Suns are going to play the Bulls in the uh, finals. And so hoping for that one. <laughs> of course you do. Jeez. I have a, I have the Suns against the Bulls, against the Sixers and against the Nets. So I'm hoping that one of those. Just, teams. just for those matchups to happen. Yeah, or, okay. Specifically those, the, those matchups. Gotcha. Interesting. I don't, I mean, the, two of those three could definitely happen. The Bulls aren't getting out of the first round. Like, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm not, and the Cavs, for that matter. <laughs> Especially because one of those two teams is going to draw the Nets. <laughs> it's, that's going to be real bad. Yeah, I could see the, the Nets being the eighth seed and having to play the Heat in the first round, which would be pretty intense. We'll, we'll Yeah, that, that's a good point. I mean, we'll, we'll see if the Heat hold on to the one spot. I guess the, one, guess the, the, the Bulls are so hot in their tail. But anyway. Do you follow that very much? Uh, nah, I, I, I box score, uh, you know, watching more than anything. But I mean, if it's a big, like, so it's when I'm traveling, uh, I, I do. Like, if it's especially if it's you know, the, the, the Tuesday, um, Thursday TNT game, then yeah. you know, I'm in the hotel room, stuff like that. There's nothing else to do. 
I'll turn that on. But uh, and uh, but other than that, especially with the Hawks not being good again, it's it that's the thing. I, I need something to, to 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 grab me. And it's been weird. I mean, the 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 ratings are kind of reflecting this too. But with the the regular season not really matter, mattering so much anymore, it's. It, but second round of the playoffs, I will all of a sudden be an expert in everything. So that, that's 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 when everything actually matters. So yeah. But, well, how, so, how does, what uh, what what's the what's the plan of action? Yeah, yeah. So this is this is a good segue into into the, the, the first topic. So um, yes, yeah, so I I just want the, uh, the 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 league pass fiend himself to give us a really quick uh, uh, Suns breakdown. You know, obviously no no Chris Paul still holding down the top seed in the west somehow crazy the, the warriors with the, with the slide I, I just want to real quick I, what, what is what is your what is, what is it what is a successful season for the suns look like as defined by ashish <laughs> oh i could go on go on for this but for hours <laughs> hey it's me just a heads up i'm gonna sneak a couple of breaks in here so hopefully ashish won't notice this first one just to say i really should have taken him at his word he really could have gone on about this for hours. I'll tell you this. So going into uh, the bubble, that's why I'll start. Uh, the Suns were one of the worst teams for the past decade. They were gar- garbage. Um, ever since uh, Steve Nash got traded to the Lakers back in 2011, um, and we replaced Amari Stoudemire with Hakeem Warwick, uh, the Suns have been <laughs> One of the worst teams. I think they had the worst decade of any team other than maybe it was like the Wolves and the Knicks. I think were the, were the two teams with the worst decade. Um, so not great to be in the same conversation as them. Um, <laughs> but in just before the bubble, uh, two big things happened. The first is that, um, what's his name? Um, Tsunami Poppy. Um, uh, Ubre. Yeah, Ubre was declared out. He was injured. The team declared him medically healthy, but his own doctors declared that he was uh, he was not healthy enough to play. Mm-hmm. And so he chose to not play. At the same time, we signed uh, a guy from, from Europe uh, named Campaign. And so at that point, we were starting to play Campaign in our everyday lineups. We realized that we could survive without Kelly Oubre, who was one of our biggest offensive playmakers that year, to be honest. And so um, that offseason, Chris Paul, who had just taken the Oklahoma City Thunder to the playoffs, uh, was on the market. And so we threw an offer because he wanted to play with a young team that had uh, potential, which the Suns had, and a bunch of really young players that just didn't know how to put it together. And so they they, uh, sent over Ricky Rubio and Kelly Oubre and then some some other players in exchange for Chris Paul. I just want to be sure... You guys heard the same thing that I did. I asked for a quick Suns breakdown. Yeah. Okay. We're a minute and a half in. Um, that means that going into the 2020 season was the first season where we had a realistic idea that we wanted to be in the playoffs. But you got to remember that the Suns, after the bubble, they went 8-0, but they still yeah. missed the play. Right. So they missed it by one by a half a game because they ended up playing one game fewer than the Portland Trailblazers. And so the Blazers ended up playing the Lakers in the first round, taking them to six games and eventually losing. But the Suns were just a half game back through no fault of their own. They did everything that they possibly could have done. Well, they, they mean definitely a fault of their own. They could have won more games for the bubble. Just, well, sure, just throwing that out there. <laughs> one fewer game. You can't do anything if you play one fewer game. In a, no, you, in a, you could have you won one more game. Okay. All right. Well, I get it. Um, <laughs> So the Suns were 
for the one millionth time unjustly uh, attacked <laughs> by the cruel NBA. And so we went into the 2020 season expecting pretty much the same. We were like, we'll be around the, uh, the playoff con- uh, um, playoff conversation, conversation. Yeah. Um, but we're not going to actually do anything. And then we had a miracle season where uh, not only did all of our players gel extremely well with a new point guard that pulled an offense out of, out of his butt. We started the season eight and eight and then finished the season on like a 33 and or 53 and four run or something insane like that. Um, I don't have the specific numbers, but it was, it was something in that range. And then we went to the playoffs uh, almost lost to a, to a Lakers team. I was going to say, ca- caught a big break in Anthony Davis break, you know, breaking again, which is, you, you can kind of say that it was a big break. If you look at it, we were actually also up in game four when he got injured. Yeah, we swept the rest of the series, but when he got yeah. injured, we were up in that game. So there's, there's a, we caught a degree of a break there. Yeah, the, the, the Lakers were up 2-1 in the series, so it's a pretty big swing. <laughs> I'm just going to... Hey, Ashish, sorry to burst your bubble. But Anthony Davis is way better than Chris Paul. Also, we are five minutes into the Suns question. <laughs> I mean, we go back and forth on this forever. But at the end of the day, the, the, the Suns won that series. They beat the Lakers. And I was especially in love with that because I was watching the game with two Lakers fans. And I played. <laughs> it was wonderful because they were walking out dejected. Pretty great just to see Lakers fans sad, um, which we're used to nowadays, but that wasn't the case. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so um, beat them, beat a bunch of injured teams on the way to the NBA Finals, and then we managed to um, lose in six games. Uh, but all together, considering the decade that we saw before, it was a garbage um, it was a garbage decade, so we'll take something like that. You know? Oh, for it's sure. Like, I mean, yeah, you, 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 it's house money. You didn't, didn't expect to get nearly that far. I, I wouldn't have thought. Like going, if, I mean, if, like, if, I, if I told you going into the season, you're going to be in the NBA finals, not, not giving you the result, you know, win or loss, you'd be like, yeah, I'm in. Great. Like, I, my, my girlfriend can tell you this. Um, Jenny and I were FaceTiming at the time because she was, she was in San Francisco at the time when we mm. won game six against the Clippers. I was crying. I never thought <laughs> I had never seen or thought that I would see something like that. And so it was one of the greatest experiences of my life. I mean, now you guys know what it's like just because you guys went to the World Series. So, like, you have a connection. You just won. Went. We, we won. I was going to say, we just won. Right. It's, okay. it's a bit of an like, undersell. I can't relate to that. I'm trying to relate as much as I can. Um, so, at the time, like, that was the greatest sports experience of my life. And so, at the, so um, I just, the sheer emotions I felt from that. I was pretty much emotionally tapped out going into this season. Like we had lost. Yes. But at the same time, like the playoffs last year just took so much out of me because of the number of games that like, yeah, I was hoping we would do well, but honestly, I was expecting there to be some sort of a um, emotional bounce back from the, uh, for, from the Suns, like a rubber band effect where they strained themselves. The hangover. So- yeah. Yeah it would have caused a lot of issues but sure. that's not been the case this has been honestly one of the best Suns teams um of my of my entire life and more so probably from in all of Suns history oh yeah uh, it, it, it's gotta be this in the seven second for Nash, less Nash teams right that's gotta be also that. quick recap I asked Ashish for a quick Suns update for the 2021 season and now we are talking about Charles Barkley Suns teams Okay, 
enjoy the show. So both Charles. Oh yeah, Barkley, true, true. Yeah. Uh, who lost to Jordan in the finals? And yeah, yeah. Steve Nash, who had never made the finals, but they both won sixty-two games in a season. Uh, the Suns have never won more than sixty-two games in a season. So um, this year they have a chance to win and to win sixty-three or more games. They're yeah. right now fifty. 13. So they would have to go uh, 10 and um, six over their last 16, mm-hmm. which considering how well they've done so far, doable. doable. Yeah. Yeah. but they don't, they don't have Chris Paul. That's one thing. And they have right. one of the tougher um, schedules over the course of the rest of the season, just because of the fact that uh, they have only five more home games, but they have uh, okay. 10, 11 more away games. Damn. So they're going to be playing a lot on the road and against some pretty tough teams. I know they have, uh, Home games against the Lakers and against the uh, Raptors, which should be pretty good. And I think that those are dubs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then they also have uh, away games against some much much tougher opponents. I don't have the the schedule in front of me, but gotcha. uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a slog fest to the end. The thing so, is, the thing that's also fighting against them is that they are currently eight and a half games up on the number ones. Yeah, um, and I've been watching the the uh, Memphis Grizzlies and the uh, Golden State Warriors pretty Warriors. regularly. Yeah. Just to see, like, if they have a chance of catching up. And honestly, both of them look really bad right now. Memphis looks okay. They look like they're maintaining, but Golden State's in free fall ever since they lost Draymond Green. They keep yeah. out a couple of weeks. So yeah, they still, yeah, they still, and, and that's the thing about those two teams is that, uh, yeah, I mean, Draymond's out for Golden State, and Memphis still, still has, has Dylan Brooks played at all this year? Like, I think he's been out the entire year. Yeah, so I mean, so those are two really good players for those teams. That but yeah, we'll, we'll see. and of course it'll take time for those guys to get back into shape and all that. But but yes, yeah, so 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 what does so, so are those are those the two teams that are keeping you up at night uh, in, in the West? The only other team that's keeping you up at night is the LA Clippers. Uh, oh. They have back Kawhi Leonard and uh, Paul George. Paul George, yeah. George has been out for months at this point. He's been out since I think like December. Yeah. So he probably needs time to get acclimated again. Sure. But the Suns played the Clippers last year, and that was the most scared I was the entire playoffs. It was it was uh, wild how many emotional swings I had in that series. And, and that was just with Paul. That, Kawhi was hurt at that point, right? Exactly, yeah. Kawhi yeah, was hurt yeah. in the previous um, series. And, against yeah, the- and, it, and it, that was a six-game series, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It was uh, – and, and game five wasn't close. It was in Phoenix, and they – Yeah, they yeah. Just, so yeah. I would not look for it. And, that's a potential 8-1 matchup, which would suck. Oh, <laughs> yeah, here's your reward. Here's Kawhi and Paul George for you. Yeah. So I would say those three teams keep me up. To be honest, no team in the East really keeps me up at night. I don't think KD and Kyrie go. Kyrie's not going to be able to play half of the series. And then uh, – TBD. Well, we'll see. If things change, I'm sure things could change in the next yeah, four yeah. months. I mean, the, the, the mayor of New York has been promising that for, you know, weeks now. So we'll see. <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. Um, but I, I guess – I, I, an ideal would be a championship. I would say that I am at this point, 90% invested. I've watched every single game at this point. I think the 10% that's holding out is we've been playing Booker 39 minutes a game. And so I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop and him to like tear a hammy or (laughs) out for the rest of the Okay. knowing there's a there's an uh reddit there's a subreddit called arizona sports hell that mm. i'm subscribed to that's just that <laughs> is a historical instance of a, a phoenix team do, doing extremely well and then, yeah. then just crap burning the latest example being the cardinal season this past year so yeah it's uh it's not a great history to look back on um so i'm just expecting that you to drop 
but if they don't at least make the finals, I'm going to be really disappointed. That's what I thought I was going to say is, yes. So, so in order for you to be satisfied with the season, you got to go back to the finals. Exactly. I I don't think there's any way that uh, we could lose in any point in the Western Conference. Okay, everyone, we finally got our answer. The Suns have to make it to the NBA Finals in order for Ashish to be happy this year. Well, sorry to say that didn't work out for you, buddy. At least you didn't say anything about you not being scared of the Warriors this year. Unless maybe it was like a seven game series to the to the Warriors. That might be the only thing. But even then, like, I'm not too scared of the Warriors because at this point they've, they've shown that they have some flaws. Mm. And the Suns, even without Chris Paul, even without Devin Booker, they're still winning a ton. And it's hard right. to find flaws that are that's anything that's repeatable over a seven game series. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm marking this sound here just in case, it, you know, if, if, it, if, it, if and when the suns do crumble, we'll all be able to come back at us and laugh at you. So yeah, at least I called it, you know, at least I said it's going to end up happening. I got that 10% holding out, you know. Oh my gosh. That's so great. Okay. So great suns wrap up. So yeah. So yeah. So, so finals are bust. That's the sheesh's, uh, you know, line the sand there. Um, okay. So, so with your, uh, with your, is it uh, bur- uh, Christmas or birthday present, the league pass? Oh, that was my Christmas present. Christmas. So outside of the Suns, and then so you, you already mentioned you, you're watching a good deal of the Warriors and the, uh, and the Grizzlies. Um, who is your favorite? Like if on a, on a Wednesday night, you got, you know, you're chilling at home. Who are you hoping to see is on League Pass? Like who's your ideal team to watch? It's not the Suns. I'll give you, I'll give you three teams. Okay. Uh, first team is the Chicago Bulls. Uh, for two reasons. First of all, when they lose, Peter is sad, and I am yes. happy. <laughs> <laughs> but but also because Zach Levine is really fun to watch, and mm. uh, Demar Derozan is is a mid range god, and so it's really fun to see his moves go. I don't know how he does it half the time, but like crazy, he's fade away that Kobe does, but he he does it really really well. He doesn't do it as well as Kobe, obviously, but like yeah, yeah. he's really, really good at what he does. It reminds me of yeah, the few games I've seen of that. It reminds me of like old school uh, trailblazers, LaMarcus Aldridge, like just get, oh. get, get him in the mid block and then just, yeah, just give him the, 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 the yeah, the, 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 the dream shake and fade away and it's money. <laughs> it's, it's too good. So uh, those are also fun. Um, I love watching Hornets games. Uh, not because of Mitch. Like, sure. Mitch is great when he's sad, but I actually like when the Hornets win because their announcers are really fun. Uh, okay. I don't know if you highlights, but, uh, their announcers are the most insanely voiced people I've ever seen. <laughs> okay. Every time uh, Lamelo does anything, they flip out. Like it, it is the, the the greatest thing that they've ever seen in their life. <laughs> does anything like a behind the back pass? It's 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 world changing for them. So mm. just hearing how excited they are <laughs> keeps you motivated to coming back and watching games. Which is That's it's fun. not some fun announcers. They're pretty boring to to say. Um, mm. they're, they're good announcers but they're not really very exciting to listen to gotcha um, and then the last one is the lakers i love watching the lakers man this season they are so fun to watch just watching this, this, the, the, the train crash of it all they're usually on um if they're not on uh like espn or yeah TNT, they're always a national game yeah but then if they're not on either one of those then they're always on nba tv and so and they're always like one of the mm. featured games. nba tv like or the uh the League Pass, League Pass has yeah. special um, views where, like, you can – they have this thing called Hooper Vision where, like, um, Jason Richardson will watch games and, like, call them out or, like – Cool, cool. Jason. So, yeah. 
Brent Ridges in. Um, we'll, we'll watch games with like special guests like Stephon Marbury or um, like o- older Hoopers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Baron Davis came on at one point. Um, and so getting their insights into games is really cool. But then watching them watch the Lakers is hilarious because they're just like, just trash them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. So um, definitely the Lakers for sure. Well, the, I, it, it sounds like it's been an amazing birthday present or excuse me, Christmas uh, for you know, all that. This, like, it, it, it was a hundred. I think it's $200 before the season starts. It was a mm. hundred over Christmas. Man, I've watched like, like I, when I think about like how much <laughs> use something i think about like how many hours i'm gonna do it and yeah, then, yeah. if it's worth that many hours sure i probably am spending like two bucks an hour on nba on league <laughs> <laughs> so wild well no I, yeah I, I, no it's i'm glad hope yeah and it sounds like they'll have a customer for going forward it sounds like so yep <laughs> um well moving on from one passion to another so uh for uh for everyone listening, uh, Sheesh's uh, background is his the dog Shiloh on the uh, lightning rail going to the city. Uh, so I want to I want a very quick Shiloh update. How's it? How's the training coming along? How's it? How's his mood? How, you know, everything going right going on there. Yeah. So um, so Shiloh is now almost uh, two years old. He turns two in June. Um, yeah, they're so- the terrible twos. Yeah. So he uh he was he's right now in right now in the middle of his teenage years. Uh, <laughs> advantage of whatever he can. Um my girlfriend is in charge of making his uh his um birthday uh party for this year and last year nice. we had this birthday party where we had this giant cake and this, this we have like we have like a hundred dollars worth of balloons, man. Like it was <laughs> wow. Um, and so we have to try to basically match that this year. And I don't know how we're gonna do that, but we gotta try to find a way. Uh, <laughs> So updates from him. He's right now in Phoenix still. Uh, Okay. Gotcha. Because uh, I, me and my mom went, or me and Shiloh went down there to to stay with my mom for a couple months. And I recently came back to Seattle with the expectation that he would come right behind me. Um, But I had a work trip planned to go to Dallas. And so we're just waiting until after that trip is over. So it's going to be a couple of weeks, but because I'm the only one that disciplines him and my parents treat him (laughs) a son that they never had. Yeah, yeah. He's in the same bed as them. He has taken over my mom's spot in the bed, and so she now sleeps in the guest room so that he doesn't have to move. And they do not discipline him at all. They don't train him at all. And all they do is just whatever he wants. They do. Yeah, so yeah. multiple walks a day. Um, he spends time. My mom has a, a swing in her backyard, like just like one of those outdoor swings. Yeah. He will sit hours just like sniffing and, and looking around. <laughs> He's living a life of luxury. Classic um, grandparent, grandchild behavior here. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And I keep telling them, like, you're going to spoil him and he's going to come in for a culture shock when he comes back to Seattle. And they're just like, it's fine. He's, he's a kid. He, he can do whatever. Like, yeah. He's <laughs> um, so training is going awfully. Uh, they're not doing anything. Um, so I'm probably have to retrain him a ton when uh when he gets back but yeah this is this uh, is this is early glimpse into if if and when you ever have a, a child and then you know they have a grandchild this is a very early glimpse into that yeah, yeah. <laughs> well another yeah yeah exactly well another <laughs> another great transition here so um something else i've uh i've planned on asking everybody is uh uh, I want some some good uh, some solid parenting advice for Carson. Obviously, the the, the new dad <laughs> in our league. Um, you know, obviously, as a as a, as a child of parents, just 
you know, something that you, you, know, you learned from your parents and that you, you picked up that's either, you know, good, bad, and different, but something that, that sticks out to you about your experience as a, as a child of a parent. Child. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So let me think about this for a second. Oh, you're fine. I'll, 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 I'll filibuster for you. So, um, help me pull up a Jafar's note, but basically, you know, it's, uh, Jafar more or less said something to the effect of, you know, just, uh, you know, make sure that the, 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 you know, your kids are relatively happy. You you don't, don't want to, you kind of draw the line between friend and, uh, you know, mentor, you know, and disciplinary and trying to, you know, walk that line. So, but just to give you some ideas, hopefully that filibuster enough for you. I will say that one of the biggest things that I um, struggled with as a, as a, as a kid was um, getting a connection with my parents over common interests. Uh, I think that because we did grow up basically in two different worlds, my parents grew up in India and I grew up in uh, the, the US, it was never uh, easy to find things that both of us found interesting because mm. it's two different cultures. They grew up sure. in different, different sure. ages because they grew up in the 60s and 70s and I grew up in the 90s and 2000s. So it's like, yeah. we couldn't, it, it was hard to bridge both gaps. We found some things that we, that we found common interests in, um, but it was, it wasn't easy. So I would say, um, find out his interests, his natural interests. Or and, hers, it's 2022. Sure. Yes. Find out <laughs> their natural interests there you go. <laughs> and, uh, and cultivate them and make sure that you don't ignore them for what you think is the right thing to do. Like they're, they're, as a parent, it's important and it's critical to make sure that you um, are doing what makes them and you happy and also what's going to make them successful. Obviously that's important, but strike a balance. Know that that's part of being a kid is being a kid. And I, I just, there was, there's times where I wish that I would have um, been able to cultivate maybe some things that I was even a little bit interested in as a, mm. as a kid. Um, maybe some of the sports that I played more, or maybe sure. some of the, um, some of the passions that I didn't know that I had, but I would have, if I had given them, if I would have been given the space to develop them, then maybe I could have, I, I definitely got a lot of support. I'm not saying that I didn't, yeah, but yeah. what that I got was so focused on, uh, what is going to make me successful and sure, what is going to be sure. the best version of myself. And it was less so what is interesting, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. It, yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I'm with you. So yeah. It, and do you think, do you think that's, um, you know, the, the stereotypical South Asian, Asian, like parent experience, or is, is that, or it, 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 do you feel that like that kind of uh, stereotype that that fit your, your mold or is it, or is it something different kind of? So I think parents? 20 years ago, it would be easy to say it's South Asian and that's just the way that that culture is built, yeah. but I don't think that's the case anymore. I think that mm. being successful is just so ingrained into the American dream and to be, becoming um, an adult in this in society nowadays because you want to go to a successful school you want to make mm. sure that you have the right degree so you're earning enough money to support your family because having money is the most important thing that's true for for people in general regardless of what culture cultural background you came from so um i, I don't feel like the lack of um ability to pursue certain niche interests mm. is something that is unique to some is a uh, unique to the South, South Asian culture. Gotcha. No, I was, I was just, yeah, just genuinely curious. I, I yeah. 20 years ago, yeah, for sure. You're, you're totally mm. right. But that's just not the case. Like everybody that I know, they all realize how important education is and how important your right, grades right. are. Three days and also be the captain of your team and whatever. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. 
Otherwise, you're not going to get into the best schools. <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, uh, enough of that. I think that pretty much ends the serious talk on the pot here. But uh, no, uh, so uh, props to, uh, to, to, to to Karsten and Chalupa Batwoman. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, ho- hopefully you can find some some interest for young uh, Chalupa Batwoman. So, um, uh, so going on to one of the uh, the uh, installments everyone's going uh, to do. So, um you know, the, the PRPR has been, you know, this something it's been, uh, everyone wants to get in where, you know, it, it has you know, dozens and dozens of expansion applications. And, you know, I think it's time that, uh, that we as an organization look to the future and try and get some new talent on the team. So uh, uh, I want uh, the, the, the committee has asked for each member of the big boy league to submit their top 10 sitcom characters. Um, now I, for everyone uh, listening, that's uh, refining sitcoms to 30 minute, uh, you know, comedy shows on cable television. So all your Netflix shows, HBO's uh, not, uh, not applying uh, anything for the hour long uh, specials. Uh, also, not uh, getting those out of here. So, Ashish, give me your top 10 sitcom characters of all time. And we're going from 10 to 1. Okay, so uh, number 10 is, uh, I, I put two characters that I didn't feel like you could have them separately. They had to be one um, one combined unit. And okay. I also, uh, the reason why they were number 10 is because I thought that they were very critical to um, the sitcom's performance, but they also struggled from the fact that they didn't work when they were separated. Uh, and okay. these are Troy and Abe. From oh, wow. Okay, so, so, you, so you, is this is a 10A, 10B situation here? 10A and 10B, Troy okay. and Abe, because they're just, to me, in in my head, they, I think of them as one unit. I can't. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Troy and yeah, the, 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 those first three seasons before Don Glover left the community are some of the best TV like I've ever seen, I think. The way that they worked off against each other, providing comedic relief versus everybody else who I didn't want to say they were being serious, but they were doing their best to make it look like they were actually trying to get through community college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like these <laughs> were there just to, to provide side comic relief. And yeah, uh, yeah. They, they were successful at it. They were very funny in the episodes that they were in and the ones that they were featured in, um, like some of their side stories about Abed's dad or uh, Troy's fear of his, um, uh, of Carl Weathers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> really funny, but it's- Lamar Odom. Exactly, exactly. Not, not Lamar Odom, sorry. The Lamar, um, oh, what was his last name? Green Rainbow Guy. Yeah, no, that, that's, is that Carl Weathers? No, that's not it's Carl Weathers. No. It's is that not Carl Weathers? No, Carl Weathers is <laughs> Carl Weathers is the guy from uh, Predator, uh, the guy from Rocky uh, Apollo. That that that's Carl Weathers. <laughs> also, bookmarking that one. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, it's it's Lamar. Oh, and I'm just gonna. I'm a. I'm a. We're live okay, they, googling they here. They do not look that different. They look. They look different, but they don't look like. It's Listen, not like two- I, I, I'm not going to compare. I'm not going to compare LeVar Burton. I'm not going to compare the two black guys, but LeVar Burton is the guy you're talking about. Yeah, LeVar Burton. Listen, you, you can do that all day long. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not going to compare whether or not LeVar Burton and, uh, and Carl Weathers look alike. Anyway, that's a hot Moving on. Yeah, hard Moving start on. To, that's a good start to the list. Number nine. <laughs> Number nine is uh, Leslie Nope from Community. Great. No, no. Try again. <laughs> you did not like Leslie Note? No, 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 no. You said Leslie Note from Community. Oh, Leslie Note from Parks and Recreation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
solid character, um, solid sure. character from the beginning where she was kind of a, a lowbrow government employee and she had some vision, but she didn't really know how to achieve it. And then end of this end of the series, she had achieved everything she wanted and more. She was married. Uh, she uh, was passionate about things other than the government. She had her family to take care of. Um, and I, I love that they uh, put so much effort into her being a devoted uh, employee of the government. Um, just because that's that's a, a niche that you don't really see in television very often. Right. right. Um, so a woman being this interested in government, um, it was it was a unique character that brought a lot to um, the show, and I also thought that um, the actress did a really really good job of, uh, of portraying Leslie Knope. Now, this, is, this is a really hot start. No, a, uh, a fun fact, everyone. Uh, Mike Schur, who's uh, uh, now part of the Levitar and Show crew, um, so he was uh, he the he created that show. Um, uh, Parks and Rec also created. Um, uh, give me a second. The Good Place. Um, good. But <clears throat> yeah, but he he's the guy probably most known for. Uh, he was Moe's on The Office. And uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and he we want, want, that was his first gig in Hollywood. Well, he, he wrote for SNL as well, but his first one like outside of the SNL world uh, was writing uh, on The Office. And that and uh, but that's how he got into NBC. Now he's getting like he's got a huge contract with uh, with NBC Universal just to create content for them. So, but you know what is his stuff is? Like, is does he have anything more recently that's come out? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's um, working on a couple. He's EP on a, a bunch of stuff. Um, but I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But no, he's yeah, he's just created a bunch of stuff. But uh, so anyway, just a little tidbit there. But no, this is a really hot start so far. These are the two good characters off the top. Yeah, um, number eight. It's a really good transition. Number number eight is uh, Eleanor Shellstrop from The Good Place. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's like we planned this uh, out. <laughs> uh, Eleanor was very unique to me because she was a flawed woman mm. in. Uh, in a comedy, which it's hard to find. Most of them, yes, they have their flaws, but she was so flawed in the fact that she should have gone to hell. She was, right. she was a really fast <laughs> yes. person. And right. so um, her growth from the beginning of the series to the, to the end um, was really unique. Um, she was also portrayed in a very interesting and unique manner. Um, and the relationships she had with all of the male, with the other male characters in the sitcom were all very distinct. She yeah. had a love friend, she had a friend friend, and then she had like a father figure friend. Yeah, those were yeah. three relationships that, um, I guess that they're, they're traditional in most sitcoms, but the way that she portrayed them uh, was very, very uh, interesting in my opinion. And I, and I, and I thought it was good. Actress. I agree. Not yet. Big, big Mike Sure fan. You may not have known it, but now we're, we're getting into the weeds. Here. Yeah. <laughs> I have a type. Um, number seven is uh, Morty Seinfeld from Seinfeld. Wow. That is, I, of all the Seinfeld characters, I would not have picked Jerry's father. <laughs> I'm glad you recognize him as Jerry's father because I didn't know his name was Morty until I looked it up. But oh, um, on. It, 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 there's, it, it, if you put any Seinfeld character in front of either me or Reese, it, we got two seconds and we're on it like that. <laughs> there um maybe so you'll, you'll see it's a running trend that i do have some father figures in my in my list i guess yeah. they're, they're part of the sitcom but um his run in seinfeld i also remember that he passed away um and so that was that was when i was thinking about this i definitely wanted to give him props for, for that um for his, his acting job just because i was thinking about about that at the time um but his portrayal of 
um, a dad that was both caring, but also was a little bit lost. I thought that yeah. that was very, uh, it was very fun. And it was a good take on being a dad because I think in the nineties and at, at any time I can, I can see that, see my dad as that, as that character. <laughs> like, yeah. Losing yeah. your wallet in, in the doctor's office, blaming and blaming on everyone else. Yeah. It, yeah. Maybe not specifically that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. There's stories where I could replace my dad into it. That, that's a good one. Uh, it, 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 you're right. He, the, the scenes where Jerry's parents um, and George's George's parents, both of them, in particular, Jerry Stiller, like the, they, they stole all of those scenes, like the, the yeah. parents of everyone. That's a good call. I was um, thinking about both, and I was deciding whether Morty made more sense or Frank made more sense. But then I don't know if I could see my dad as a Frank Costanza because Frank is very uh, loud, very boisterous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, see my dad I could relate a lot more to Morty. Well, uh, some, something for you, uh, another uh, quick little trivia tidbit. Uh, uh, the actor that you know is Morty Seinfeld. Uh, he was actually the second person to play Jerry's father. Really? The, Who was the first? I have no idea. The, 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 I, I just know that it, uh, the pilot episode, or it may have been the pilot episode, but the first season, uh, they have a different, like a much older guy playing Jerry's dad, and they very quickly yeah, switched him out. So I don't, don't, don't know what happened there, but there are two jerry fathers so just a little, quick little tidbit for you there moving hey. on it's, it, this is a very interesting list so far i like it number six <laughs> i was trying to not be too niche but at the same time i was trying to think which characters did i enjoy the most yeah, yeah this is very- your top 10 yeah yeah uh number six is uh councilman jeremy jam from community <laughs> from thir- uh parks and rec yeah um, <laughs> I put him so high specifically because of the fact that to me, he represents what politicians are nowadays. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think about it when I was watching the show, but uh, looking back on it, he was pretty accurate in terms of how much he represents people being not only selfish and not only caring about their own interests over anything else, but also being pretty incompetent, and not really knowing what <laughs> most times and just going with what the money money tells you. To yeah. Yeah. Taking, taking bribes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Stuff. Taking bribes and like approving, what was it the the kid size being like the the child <laughs> yeah the sixty four yeah yeah <laughs> exactly so um I, I don't know things like that it, it just it stood out especially in the re- recent political climate where it seems like everybody's pretty incompetent regardless of, of who's in charge yeah um it just it was it was it seemed very very prudent that I needed to bring him there 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 are a bunch of yeah there are a bunch of parallels for 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 all the, like for all those shows especially the ones that had a little more political leaning to it like where they're you know they're they're obviously trying to, to say something while while being funny but yeah if you go back and yeah, all the parallels like there are some things from the past even including Biden's run where you could you couldn't have written that stuff like it's just crazy how like how comical it is like obviously we're living in it so it's not that funny but kind of like objectively speaking just a very hopefully in like 15 trip. years looking back on it we'll be like we'll be able to laugh about it yeah, you know? yeah. but yeah you, we, we got jammed at number at number six going on number five uh number five is uh is jack donaghy from 30 rock wow this is, this is this is an interesting list yeah um the uh the actor himself obviously is is Alec Baldwin, who's a famous actor. He did a yeah. really, really good job portraying 
uh, not only a TV executive, but a, a company executive. So I've, I've worked with a couple of execs in my time as a professional. And for the most part, they do tend to have a, an air of authority, but also I think that that's what helps them be successful. And he portrayed that in such a, in, in a way that definitely made you feel like he was overbearing, but also he was trying to be relatable, but he wasn't doing that because his, the, his ability to be overbearing was overpowering everything else that was coming out um, yeah. as a as a character um, and his relationship with, with Liz Lemon, with Jenna, with all of the actors and all of the writers on the show um, was just, it's, it was a very funny take on a, an exec and the power that they have, but also on how they're trying to juggle that dynamic with how they're just trying to be a person at the end of the day, you know, so. That's good. Uh, uh, this is amazing. This just these are the things that float around in my head, by the way. But uh, tying tying this list together a little bit here, uh, Donald Glover, uh, writer on Dirty Rock. Really, I did oh, not yeah. know that. Yeah, he also had a, a cameo in the show. I don't remember what episode it was, but he, where he was one of the um, the NBC like Blazer people giving a tour, like on Dirty Rock. Really, I'm have to yep. look that up. So. Yeah. Didn't he also like play Tracy Jordan in one episode? I don't remember that. They could have very easily been, like I said, he, he was on the writing staff, so he was around, but that's funny. I did not know that. But it, yeah, the, the things were tying in. It, again, these are the things that just flutter around my head all the time. <laughs> Number four. <laughs> you might want to get that checked out. Ah, we'll see. <laughs> uh, number four is, uh, speaking of uh, community, Annie Edison from Community. <laughs> Uh, amazing, I, amazing. I, her character arc from the beginning to the end of that show was amazing in my opinion. Uh, I talked about this for a couple of other characters, but uh, she came in as this like ditzy character that wasn't supposed to actually help anything at all. But yeah. then her, she actually developed a character. She actually developed um, a personality and she made me think more highly of the actress behind the character. Um, so uh, Alison Brie, I've seen her in a lot of things since then. Um, and I never thought that I would be so attached to that character after the first season because right. uh, especially the twist at the end of the first season where she becomes the one that kisses Jeff. Yeah, like yeah. That, it came out of left field and it wasn't something that anybody expected. And uh, that just kind of helped build up who she was as a character as, and as a representative of that study group for the rest right. of the show. Yeah. yeah and, and they do a really good job of like keeping that tension throughout the entire, like the length of the entire show. It was like, will Jeff and Annie ever like be a thing? Like even after like he, Jeff and Britta break up, like it's still like lingering around, but yeah. Uh, but uh, this, this, is a, this is a very interesting list so far. All right, all right top three, this is, this is where good lists become great lists or, 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 you know, turn into bad lists. Here we go. I promise you that you will not guess number one. All right. Okay. Number three, Tobias Funke. Oh, wow. That's a great one. <laughs> hilarious actor um his the i think my favorite uh arrested development sketch is the one where they're the off-brand marvel characters <laughs> yes <laughs> so, oh that's so good yeah and then there's also the one where he i mean the famous one where he was the, in the blue himself <laughs> yeah <laughs> so those I are my two myself yeah, so good exactly um and then the, is he gay is he not gay yes yeah 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 like it's it's Arrested Development is funny, but he is the funniest character in that show to me. Um, I mean, like, you have so many funny characters, like, yeah, you see yeah. Job and maybe, but, like, he just stands out because every scene that he's in, 
you don't yeah. know where it's gonna go <laughs> but it's always hilarious you know it's gonna go off the off the rails for sure with, with, with him and buster both were just like pure chaos energy like yeah <laughs> Oh man, no, this uh, wow! That this is this is this is, this is a good one. Oh, wow, that's all right. Number two, number two, kind of a, a out of left field, more so than anything else here. Number two is Ross Geller from Friends. Wow, that is a hot take. Yeah, I will say Ross. The only reason is because when I was growing up, I wanted to be Ross. Wow, Ross, <laughs> definition of like my future because of two reasons first of all he was a paleontologist uh-huh. when i was growing up, i was freaking obsessed with dinosaurs mm-hmm. i watched jurassic park so many times i watched that disney dinosaur movie a ton of times do you remember that oh yeah dinosaur yeah 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 i exactly what you're talking about i wanted like i had a, this book of um all the different types of dinosaurs with their fossils of like and i literally memorized every dinosaur <laughs> but even now like jenny for one of our uh anniversary presents she got me a t-rex um tooth and that's like because she knows how obsessed i am with dinosaurs that's pretty cool on top of that my one celebrity crush that will never change is jennifer aniston okay and okay no matter how old i get no matter how old she gets no matter how old <laughs> the earth is she will always be my only celebrity crush so um the fact that he was it with her in the show sure. and on of that he was a paleontologist I, there was there's nothing that man could so, this is you wanting to be ross keller as opposed more so than it is ross keller being a good character so, correct i mean like is, yeah <laughs> which is fair no he was a pretty bad person yeah. uh, but i think that one of the things is that he his escapades definitely brought variety to the show because i feel For like sure. it didn't literally just be chandler going to work and coming back monica cooking and uh and um rachel going to work and coming back there wasn't a lot of variety going on but her him um going on all of these big trips and inviting them along and him marrying all of these women and then (laughs) yeah yeah another like that that just brought it drove a lot of the forward progress of the plot in that show and so that's true that's true yeah that's a good point yeah 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 he and monica actually yeah for sure like definitely had the most like development it wasn't always good development but they like actually drove stuff forward more than the other characters that's a, that's a good point okay yeah. well here we, that, for I, me it was I, about the- that's fair no jennifer aniston yeah that, that, that's, a, that's a that's a good uh <laughs> that's, you, you, yeah you're automatically a good uh, having a good good time if that's your love interest in a show or movie. <laughs> and uh number one is, here we go uh, phil dunphy from wow, Modern, Modern family. family, yeah, yeah. Wow, um, this okay, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm gonna let you shine here for a little bit, but uh, this, this is so, yeah. A, a lot of, a lot of modern, uh, uh, modern characters on this list so far, which is, which is good. It's just, yeah, yeah. Phil, Phil Dunphy. I love Modern. I, I loved Modern Family. I, I, I went back and finally finished the show uh, a couple, couple months ago, and like that that it's hard to pick a single character from that show because they're all great like it, it's it's one of the best like ensemble casts i think of all time but all right i'm gonna let you 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 go for a little bit on phil dunphy why is he number one all right so a couple of reasons first of all phil dunphy is an amazing father phil dunphy is the kind of dad that anybody would be lucky to have um i thankfully my dad is not too dissimilar from phil dunphy they both try to do their best they both try to be 
um, or do what's best for their family while also caring about um, making sure that everybody's happy. Um, mm. They have a desire to make sure that um, everybody's successful. They also want to make sure that um, their wives are just, <laughs> they have a very big focus on making sure that their wives are happy. I know that my dad right, cares right. Bill, even if he messes up sometimes, he tries his best to make sure that that happens. Um, the episodes where he throws birthday parties for his kids or he, he goes out of his way to make sure that they have a good time, even when he knows that it might cause him some extra work, might cause him to struggle with, with some, some uh, things that he might need to do to support that. Um, it helps me to feel like I'm almost more comfortable if he was my dad. They would put me in a position where I'm comfortable. Mm. I think part of a sitcom being successful is you feeling like you could be in it and it could be sure. a part of it could be a part of your life, you know. And it's something that brings you joy and brings you comfort. And Phil was never throughout the show ever in a position, in my opinion, where I would feel uncomfortable being around him because of a decision that he made. Um, obviously, there are times where he messes up, but that's any person. It's not core to his character. On right. top of that, his family was, there was so much variety in his family. Every single one of his kids was very unique and very distinct in their personality in terms of their characteristics, traits, which you'd expect from a sitcom. But he was able to juggle all of them and still maintain his morality um, throughout the show, which is not mm -hmm. something would have been easy for me to um, have see myself doing. I probably would have ended up siding, up, siding with one of my kids in, in one of these situations or like just taking on the personality of one of my kids because they're so unique and so branding. But he was able to maintain who he is. He is a real estate agent. He is a caring father. He just wants to do what's right. And from end to end, he was able to do that in a way that um, was pretty successful as both a writing job and an acting job. That's a he's definitely such a well-written character and he did the, the the job he did with it was really good he said still still gotta fix that stuff though um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no overall great list i think uh, i think the i think the committee might dig you a little bit on having a 10a 10b I think that's gonna, but uh, I don't you know, I'll take everything. I'm, else. Ju I'm just saying, I, 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 as an objective uh, party, I'm just, you know, it's just going out with what, what they might. Uh, but overall, a very interesting and diverse list. So, well, uh, uh, fresh off of that, as a, um, uh, as as an aside, I just that um, talked me, uh, yeah, another uh, topic I pitched to you, uh, gave you a little time to prepare for. Um, I want something that gets the Ashish stamp of approval. Now, this can be anything from movie, TV, you know, video game, music, whatever. But just something that, if somebody asks you uh, to, uh, okay. I have no idea. It's a great question. Oh, I, I for, we um, have. <laughs> sorry for those at home. My lights just turned off. We have an uh, <laughs> we have an uh, arrow garden, and uh, it turns off at uh, nine p.m. The, the lights okay. do. So I was like, I complete. I, yeah, I was very much spooked by that. <laughs> as, yeah. as, <laughs> Jake just got way more pale, and uh, it, it looks like he's in a scary movie now. I really do, actually. It's, not, it's a good call, but uh, yeah. So, yeah, so, so give, yeah, give me the Ashish seal of approval. A anything in the world could be. I'm gonna let you go for a second. Um, so season two of the show just came out uh, on Apple TV. Uh, it's called Upload. Uh, it's really, really funny. Um, it is. Um, a show about a future where um, if you're dying, you can have your memory uploaded to a virtual space. Um, and depending on how much money you pay, you can get uploaded to a really nice space or a not so nice space. Oh, wow. um, the 
basis of the show, which season one dived into a little bit, is um, there is a, um, there is the main character, he's in a car crash and he uh, is put on life support. And then his fiance uh, tells them, yes, uh, she's, she's very rich. She can support this, put him in the best upload that, that, you, that you can do, put him in the best upload space. Um, and so he wakes up after the car crash and he is, has lost his body. Um, his body is physically dead, but he is in this effectively a hotel um, that his fiance is paying for. Um, and at this point, not only has he have to deal with the same day every single day, but on mm. top of that, he has to deal with um, his fiance that is maybe moving away from him because of the fact that he's not alive. So it's hard for her to connect with him. Mm. Um, also has to deal with the company that runs this and he's finding some shady information about the company that runs this. And then the last part is that he was a, uh, and it was an inventor and he was building something that potentially could have um, caused issues for the company that's running this, uh, this upload process. Mm. So I'm not gonna spoil anything else, but season one is out on Apple TV. Season two uh, just came out, season two, episode one, um, came out today, uh, March 10th. So um, I highly recommend you getting into it. I think it's a really, really short first season. Um, and so I, it's, it should be a pretty quick watch. Super bingeable, um, yeah. Super bingeable, so highly recommend gotcha. it. Okay, oh, that's a good one. Um, I'll you know I'll have to look out for that. I'm tabulating these not only for just uh, the for content purposes for for the podcast, but I'm genuinely curious as to what people actually think is good as opposed to what we'll say. Like you know, like oh yeah, I watched that. It's fine. But like, I'm really curious as to what people are like, have, super passionate about. I have not seen Breaking Bad. I have not seen um, The Sopranos, and I've not seen um, what is it. Uh, you know, I, I, those are the two big ones. I've not seen those two shows because mm. people who I don't like have told me to watch them. Uh, <laughs> and so I have distinctly made it in my like, do not watch list un- unless there's nothing else for me to watch. And so I, I basically try to find my way around modern culture without those two shows in my bank. Amazing. That's, that's impressive. So, so, Sopranos, I feel like you could definitely get away with Breaking Bad because it was on so long ago. But Breaking Bad was like, like in our lifetime. So that one's, that one's a little surprising, but yeah. Good, good on you for getting this far. Big, but uh, I think at some point somebody told me, to, or they they were uh, lambasting me for not watching it, and so I was like, mm. you know what, watch it. It's not. It, it's not that it, it sounds like a. It sounds like a, a move that either honestly me for Breaking Bad, I probably would cost you a little bit, but Reese definitely would have costed you for for, <laughs> for not watching Sopranos. So. <laughs> Well, we'll give you a, a break for uh, from reviewing things for a little. Well, kind of. So uh, instead of giving me things that uh, uh, that, that you like, um, this is your time to absolutely roast me. So I want um, for, uh, for for some background. I've uh, uh, lost two years in a row now. My, my punishment last year was to write two uh, uh, two page letters uh, once a month for all nine other members of the league and. Uh, and I, you know, I had to do those uh, pretty much all the time. I hated that. It, it got such, it got to be such a pain in the ass over the end. But um, and Ashish is one of the few people. For some reason, you just held those letters hostage. Never, never <laughs> let anyone get any. Never let anybody get any uh, any look sees out of or anything. Oh. So, I want uh, I want your uh, your critiques. Your this is what I did well. This is what I did terribly. Um, your, your 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 best memories from the letters I, I was looking back up so i you, you uh, we had uh why the d-backs are better than the braves uh why uh, why taylor swift was the best musician of all time 
had the um the like the the man that the the uh physiology book of of man but as if 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 it was a car manual which is an interesting one um and then i can't remember the rest of them but the, the one the one that i'll never ever forget was the, the infamous kill fuck Mary dogs edition <laughs> oh my gosh so for some additional background i had to try to get as um creative as possible because after a while it just got to be that like we were running out of regular that was the um, other thing that that was the other thing that made it miserable is like yeah like some of the topics were not good for me <laughs> there was, but there were some pretty solid topics and all these first thing i want to roast you on then is your fantasy football decisions are terrible like i feel like <laughs> yeah. direction too hard and then you just try to reverse yourself and go the other direction rather than trying to find a middle track I mean, listen. The, the, my team was by far like like t- two years ago. Absolutely, you could get yeah, like for for the for the twenty twenty one or twenty twenty season. You could definitely say that uh, for the twenty for this past year, my team was not that bad. Like I was like six. What's that? Who was your second quarterback after Patty? Uh, it started off. It, it started off being Trevor Lawrence, and it was Derek Carr for a good stretch. So you waited till what, like the last round to get Trevor Lawrence? He was, after- yeah, he was probably like the the fifteenth or so quarterback off the board, something like that. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, hindsight should have should have should have grabbed somebody sooner. But I mean, it, listen, you 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 grabbed two quarterbacks very early, and you ended up being me by a couple of points like you were in this you were in the sacco round just with me so i just because kyler murray was actually hurt all right my my team was not driven by by injuries uh do you Um, want to go back and look at my injury history please is it really that bad oh my the 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 last four weeks i lost um four nets then i lost robinson then i lost four nets backup and then I lost those another a, a fourth running back in there too. But it, it it wasn't just my injury luck; it was also Jafar. So we went through this entire thing with Jafar on the Jafar episode. If you want to go back and this is I'll eventually release these in, in succession. But uh, no, we, we went all the way through that. So listen, I, I'll take. I obviously lost. Like it, it it sucks, but Jafar getting 120 points from Aquafina, St. Brown, and Rashad Penny, absolutely bullshit. But anyway, I, I digress. So, but yeah, so it, back to the letter. So uh, yeah, g- give me your, your best of, worst of, what, what do you got? Ooh, let me finish. Getting You're hoping this is just a live opening of the letter. Trying to find the fuck kill Mary one because I want to, I want to make sure that we, we discuss that one in the, oh in this group. So yeah, I, I know that you, I, you told me that the, 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 the generally uh, liked the Taylor Swift one. So I that know that so you actually... Cool. Gonna, yeah, and I opened up the Braves. Uh, okay, so the first two. You open up the first two. <laughs> but I have here the uh, Kill Fuck Mary Dog edition. <laughs> I'm gonna read this out to the group just so that everyone that th- this is on record. All right. You could you, uh, you could have done what everyone else did and just post pictures to the group me of the actual letters, but you never I, actually I, I, did that. On the agenda, I just I, I assume the off season things when we were in the middle of baseball season. <laughs> It's, it's, been, it's, it's been almost a year since you got that letter <laughs> has it been i think i i think i started in like i, I want to say february or march so it, it, it's been over a year for some of these like this one right here i got on february 13th so it's been over a year. <laughs> i was right they're postmarked that's right <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh um so in terms of my favorite topic which was kill fuck mary dog edition 
Um, I wanted to make made uh, Jake as uncomfortable as possible because you succeeded. I was just trying to do something that was. I feel like everybody was doing simple roast ones, or, or they were asking for simple stories. I needed you to think outside of the box and uh, get back to what makes big boys big boys, which is just making us as uncomfortable as possible. <laughs> okay. So let's go first with Kill, which was an easy one for him apparently because he just had a vendetta against me, uh, and that was he wanted to kill Shiloh. Uh, the reason why he, he said it was uh, because he wanted to punish me and not because of anything else, which is that's pretty painful. Well, um, listen, you, you made me do this topic, so you like, I'm sorry, your dog's got to go. Oh my gosh, well, tell that to Shiloh, you can tell I, that I, to his. You want to say that? I, I, Shiloh, blame Ashish. This is your owner doing this to you. This is not me. This is, this is a mercy killing. You're welcome. Uh, I'm, next, I'm gonna go to Mary. Uh, he's going with uh, Mitch's dog. So um, he, he said that uh, he said he for, apparently, first of all, he forgot about Mitch's dog before. Uh... Oh, hold on a second, Chase. Lost you. And he's just a cutie. So you want to marry a dog that is a cutie. That is on the record. And then last. We, 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 I lost it there for a second, but I, I, you came back in and uh, I want to marry a, a dog that's a cutie. So you were basically that, saying that, that any other dog is potentially a dog that could get breed checked or uh, that you might have some competition for. But what makes what makes Mitch's dog stand out is the fact that he's a cutie and nobody else will want him. That's what you said. Which oh, interesting. I, I don't, I don't know how we should feel about your relationship since then. But this is this, this is what I'm going to say. Uh, there's a very important disclaimer at the very front of this letter that I want you to read aloud. Okay. All right. Topic to date. I don't know how you even came up with this, but as (laughs) very on brand, no one will end up seeing it anyway (laughs) until now. Yeah. That prediction came true. (laughs) (laughs) First off, I want to get ahead of this one. I in no way want to kill and or marry any dog especially not any dog i have any possible interactions with but for the purpose of this really weird letter i will imagine i am a dog with either love lust or vengeance in its heart with those very important parameters in place i guess we can get started there you go thank you i just just for 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 PETA and and anyone else out there who might come after me for for this i I need that disclaimer read aloud to the audience (laughs) And uh, probably the best one was Buck, and he said he wanted to fuck all of Aaron's dogs, all of them. Aaron, he's very. He's got a harem. I mean, what? It's you know the the most. You wanted to fuck them all. You were so interested in all of them, huh? Well, no, I just say you know the most experienced. It's like yeah, it's it's it's, uh... the most. Experience. How did you get that de- definition? No, no, no. The, the, the most diversified experience is what I'm saying. Uh, right? So you want to do this as much as possible, which is why you picked all of them. In, in, in this scenario, again, where I am a dog and I have lust for all of these dogs. Yes, that's exactly what's going on. Um, I think my, my, my favorite one of the letters that you wrote was the one about Taylor Swift. I think that was a pretty solid one. Um, and then the, the D-backs one was pretty underhanded. You were just shitting on the D-backs while you were <laughs> I didn't really appreciate it. What do you mean? What do you mean? I don't I don't know what you're talking about. I, I told you all the reasons why you, the D-backs are better than the Shulky Braves. Miller trade like three times in that letter. So listen, it's it was a great trade for one of the sides. Which yeah, side won exactly. which That's which side funny. won the which side won the trade? Who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> well no, I, um, I, I, 
I will say that your uh, your handwriting is Terrible. probably my favorite part of this because Terrible. it became increasingly clear as it got further and further. You were just trying to get through them as quickly oh, as possible. For so, sure, for sure. Because it, 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 at the beginning, I was like, okay, I'm actually I, these like I'm gonna take care of like like I want to try and like make a good letter out of it, like you know make it good content. But yeah, like at, especially after the fourth month, like five and six, yeah, it was just okay is just bang these out because i was having you know i'm waking up on like a sunday be like okay this is gonna be a great day and, and like around noon i'd be like fuck i have three letters to write today because it'd be like you know toward, toward the end of the month and yeah no, I hate hate of great. all the letters right what one was your favorite one that you had to put together it's a good question um so the, the one that I took the most time in, which may not be the actual answer to the question, but the one I, the one I took the most time I guess that's was memorable. Why we don't have to say yeah that. yeah 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 that, that that's fair that's fair um, yeah it was me redoing the Grammys uh, but only no no with no repeats so if once somebody won a Grammy they couldn't ever win a Grammy again uh, and doing that for the past since two thousand one so that was wow. a that was that was a pretty that was that was a fun one but. Uh, was- that you gave a Grammy to that was the most surprising. Yeah, um, Drake getting one was actually surprising <laughs> for me. Yeah, um, did not going into that did not think that Drake was going to get a Grammy. But uh, was it and, of availability of anybody else that year because they'd already already yeah, yeah well toward the, 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 like from, from like I, I can't remember what year it was but the past couple like the, the, the past few years especially with the pandemic like there hasn't been that great of music like. Or, or even in a great amount of music, much less good music coming out. But um, yeah, I, it's just, it's, it just got harder and harder. And I, you know, just listened to the music I listened to. So it's uh, not, not too much coming out. But, I have lots of friends that would disagree with you strongly on that. They're, they're huge Drake supporters, but I'm glad that no, no, Drake is good. I just, I just wouldn't, it, and it was Scorpion too, was the one I gave it to him. So it, it was, huh? Yeah, exactly. It, it, it didn't make a whole lot of sense, but. Anyway, but the good like, question. His preacher album. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, I, I was like, ah, yeah, it, 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 yeah. There, there were a couple of weird ones, but no, the, all, all of the, all of my favorite bands and artists, like, I, I um, got, you know, there was, there was, there were some that were, that were deserving, but were more um, obscure that I didn't, uh, didn't end up going with. Um, but overall, it, it, it was, it was a fun little project to do, though. So, but good question. <sighs> Okay, well, moving on. And since we're, since we talked about the letters and going from Arizona and Braves talk, going, uh, we're going to continue with some Arizona talk. So, uh, for anyone who is unaware, Ashish and I um, and Reese, I was also uh, involved in this bet as well, had a bet that the San Francisco 49ers would finish with a better record than the Arizona Cardinals uh, this past season in 2021. Now. The, the Cardinals came out super hot and did the Cardinals thing and didn't finish super hot. And then, of course, they you know, flamed out incredibly in the playoffs, just with the probably the worst play performance I, I can ever remember. All right, relax, relax. It was Seahawks, bad. The Broncos-Seahawks Super Bowl happened, all right? Okay, that's, that's a good point. But, yeah, anyway. So, I would, after feeling and, you know, witnessing the, the 49ers going a decent run all the way to the NFC Championship, um, how do you feel about winning that bet? Because I, I feel like I, the, the, the merits of that bet were, were definitely on our side as opposed to yours. It, it didn't happen the way that I thought it would happen. 
my mouth. I'll tell you that, and I, which I think is what you expected. Um, I expected to come out of that bet when I won feeling confident about the future of my favorite football team. Yeah. <laughs> Me in just complete disarray about what's going <laughs> to happen. And I don't know what a solution is for Ugh. the because we have a five foot nine quarterback that's supposed to be successful using his legs to not only throw the ball deep, but also scramble for first downs. And he's afraid to run. So um, we, I'm and, afraid and, for our, and um, wants all the money. <laughs> he wants all the money and half the year when he doesn't have his best tools, when he doesn't have specifically DeAndre Hopkins, he just can't perform. So right. it's, it's hard to have any faith in him. Which is why I felt very confident in the bet when I made it. <laughs> okay, going into the season, there was no way you'd know that DeAndre Hopkins was like, going to be out for half the no, season. No, 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 but I also I also thought the, like, the 49ers were going to be healthy, and they were for like, two weeks, and then they weren't until the end of the year again. It just, you know, it happened. Like George, they were, George everybody. So oh, like, that, that's what I'm saying. When they're healthy, they're one of the best teams in the league. It's crazy. But anyway, the, I, I just want I just want everyone to know that I was that we were we, we were right. Ashish was wrong. He just happened. He went on technicality. That's why I want everyone to know. At the end of the day, we got we we I won that bet. Yeah, not the, 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 the Cardinals being I, a better team, but because the stars aligned on that day in the right correct, manner. Correct. I long term. It's going to end up – I mean, long-term, I think the Cardinals are still ending up ahead of the 49ers. I would make that bet again with you for next season easily because the 49ers do not have a quarterback. Uh, and we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But um, I don't think that last season, despite winning the bet, left me happy about the situation. <laughs> this, is, this is good. I, 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 need, I need to hear those words from you. And, uh, I'm glad to hear it. Okay, uh, for one of the, uh, this is for the last bit that you got. Right, five more years. I'm sorry, but like, what, what are we doing? Wait, what now? Uh, Cliff Kingsbury got re-signed till 2027. Yeah, 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 I saw that. While everyone was trashing him with the combine, the Cardinals were like, you know what? F- fuck everyone else. We're gonna, we don't care what you think. We're going to give Talking this man an extension. <sighs> that, that, that's going to that's gonna be, oof, that's going to be a fun one to get out of that from under <laughs> This is all I'll say. <laughs> oh man! All right. Uh, last, uh, last of the topics that you got to prefer, to prepare for. So everyone's, uh, everyone's. Uh, you know, sometimes we 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 feel like we need to quit. Uh, something might drive us there. Uh, something it might just click in our head at the, at the exact right moment. Um, for for uh, to remind everyone, uh, during one of the last weeks of the game against the New York Jets of all teams, Antonio Brown just ran off the field and then claimed to have an ankle injury after the fact, doing like jumping jacks and cartwheels in the end zone. So, um, but you know what? This this what that was Antonio moment uh, Antonio Brown's moment of clarity. So Ashish, uh, I need you to tell us about a time that you just you knew that you had to quit this thing, whether it be football, another sport, anything else. I need Ashish to give us your Antonio Brown moment of clarity. So uh, my senior year in high school, I was on the tennis team. I was on the varsity tennis team. I was one of the one of the top players. Um, but and I, when I was younger, I was good. I, I was really good. I was ranked in in my region. I would play tournaments every weekend. Um, it was it was something that I would do consistently. Um, yeah. But I but I noticed that as time would go on, the people I would play against would get taller and taller and stronger and stronger, mm-hmm. and I was not. Um, <laughs> part of it was was that I wouldn't work out probably as hard as they would but part of it was just that my genetics weren't meant to be making me that kind of a person and so yeah you're not um, looking like isn't out there yeah 
Exactly. Um, so like I was, uh, when I started in high school, I was on varsity all four years in high school. And when I started my freshman year, I, when I was obviously lower ranked, I wasn't one of the best players on the team, but the players mm. that I would play against, I'd be able to hold up against them by like, I would have the power to keep up with them. But as you got to my senior year, uh, I realized that the only way for me to stay in points was to basically lob it as high as I could for no reason other than so that I could recenter myself. Sure, sure. <laughs> you could get to where you want on the court, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise, there, there would be no way for me to keep keep myself <clears throat> in the – it would just out-muscle me. I, sure. There's no way out-muscling anybody. If you watch, like, the French Open or the, or the Australian Open or Wimbledon, you'll just see that half of the, half of the um, rallies are just men hitting it as hard as they can. And obviously, high school isn't to the same degree, but you have to have that level of power to stay in, in the points. Mm-hmm. And so uh, – there, there got to be a point where um, I started my, my um, senior year as uh, the, the way that you're ranked on a tennis team. You have uh, one single, two singles, three singles, one doubles, two doubles, three doubles, and one doubles, two doubles, three doubles, and are all like one. There's two people in one doubles, two people in two doubles, two people in three doubles. Um, it's dependent on the school you're at and et cetera. But like, um, that's how it was on my senior year team. One, uh, being, one being the best, three being one, the worst. Yeah. Um, gotcha. I think there were five singles or maybe <clears throat> singles and then three doubles teams. Um, gotcha. so there were quite a few. Um, but I started the year as uh, two singles. So I was one of the best players on the team. Yeah. Um, but I started playing against two singles uh, um, from other schools and I saw these guys were like college ready or they were, they were, they were getting like recruited and I was playing against them and I was losing bad. I was, losing bad. <laughs> if they were, let's say three setters where you had to win two, I'd lose like six, one, six, zero, or like six, three, six, two. Like they were mm. not, they were, they were um, pretty much taking my serves and just doing whatever they wanted with them. Just cause I didn't, <laughs> I wasn't working out nearly as much as I do now. So I didn't have the muscle mass to, to, to push the ball. And on top of that, they would get a lot of momentum from just their height. So they would be right. able to put all just naturally. And so um, it wasn't easy for me to, to stay out, stay with that. Then uh, third to last, um, third to last uh, match of, yeah. of, uh, of the year. Um, I find out that I have been bumped to four single from two single mm. by the I go to the court for the four single and I'm waiting there all the other matches start and I notice that my opponent isn't there yet I wait 15 minutes I wait 20 minutes I wait 30 minutes he still hasn't showed up some of the games are like halfway done they're getting close to being done and I'm very confused at this point so I go back to my coach and I'm like hey coach uh, I've been waiting over on court number four uh, my, my opponent isn't here yet I'm, I'm four single what do I do uh, the coach says that he'll take a look and he's not really sure. And then he goes 15 minutes later, he hasn't returned. And I go to one of the <laughs> officials card and I'm like, what's going on? And the official says, Hey, I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about, but there's the other, the other team only has three people. You're not, there's nobody. <laughs> Either coach just completely avoided me. Yeah. Or he like, he didn't want it, want me to like, to, to let me know that there's nobody else. Or he demoted me and he didn't realize that there was a fourth person. But either ways, I was like, this is just not worth it for me. I'm clearly not cut out to be successful here. And so at that point, I just took my stuff and I didn't even wait for my team to finish that, that match. Amazing. I was like, this is, this is not going to work. No, that's, um, that, that's perfect. <laughs> I, I honestly, I didn't end up 
uh, going to another match that that season because I was like, this is this is it's not worth my time if I'm if I'm going to be um, put into that position. For sure. Um, the best part is that that team ended up going to the state championships and won states that year. My I was not there at state championships, but I have the poster in my room in my childhood bedroom, and my name is on the poster that says that Fuck I won. Yeah, state champion. So, sheesh. <laughs> for all intents and purposes. I was, I'm a state champion. That's right. But, no, look it up. Look, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Ducking out and still getting the ring. That's amazing. It's like oh. if uh, Antonio Brown ducked out last year. Before. Exactly. And, and, and the Bucks still had to give him a ring. That would be amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so good. That's a great story. Oh, man. Yeah. <sighs> well, that that that, that I, don't, I don't see too many people uh, – uh, beating that story that's that's amazing yes <laughs> didn't even have an opponent and looked around and said all right i'm t- taking I'm taking my shit and going home that's so good <laughs> at certain point you got to put it on the coaches like at least tell me something oh of course like- of course yeah 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 no it, that, that, that's not not your fault whatsoever but yeah you, you, you once you look around and <laughs> see that you're not playing i'm like well all right i'm done thanks 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 for the time <laughs> uh, all right so just a couple more things here to wrap it up uh so and the, um, you, you know, you, you've seen these before, the, um, the, uh, you know, the building the ultimate quarterback. You have you know, Peyton Manning's brain. You have, um, uh, you know, uh, like, a, who would it be? Like uh, uh, Ryan Mallett's arm. You have Aaron Rodgers or, you know, or Lamar Jackson's legs. So you're, you're building the perfect quarterback from all these parts. And then you've also seen, you know, the, the reverse meme of the worst quarterback. You got Baker Mayfield's height. You got uh, Tom Brady's athleticism. You got all these uh, you know, terrible things that go into making the worst quarterback you could possibly imagine. So <clears throat> obviously, you know, our league has a handful of, uh, of arch nemeses, um, which is weird for us <laughs> as, as humans to have this many arch nemeses. But one rises above the rest. So um, taking the big boys like, as a conglomerate, I want you to tell me what makes you the most like, like – if we are building from the big boys oh my god jesus what is what what, are, what part are you contributing to to, to this uh, amalgamation so it, whether it's physical uh personality wise like something that you like you know if you like you're you're weird it, 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 your, your taste in music your taste in movies like what is it about you that makes you like or, or even better, the, the worst part about yourself would actually be fun. Would actually be funny too. So I'll let you go either way with that one. Okay. Um, I would say my personality trait that I go out of my way to please people in a way that oftentimes rubs ends up rubbing them the wrong way. Mm, that's uh, a good I, one. I push myself to, even if it's not my personality, I push myself to make my personality somebody else's personality or somebody else's personality a part of my personality. Just yeah, to- yeah, yeah. You're 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 doing things. You're doing things that you think that they, people, other people want you to do, kind of thing. Exactly. Or I make myself into somebody that I think that they would want me to. Be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, just for that, um, the peer pressure support. You know, I it's gotcha. like. So, um, I think that that's that's definitely something that. Beep, has in his art <laughs> yeah so from from that standpoint i definitely can relate but he goes way above and over and above to, to that's make it extraordinarily and fair the, the thing is, that i would consider it different is that mine is definitely all internal like i'm aware that it's happening but it's right. something that I while it does, for him it does seem like something that he announces and he makes it that 
like everyone look that the, at the fact that I'm doing this to myself or that this is who I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that, no, that, that's good. That's that, that, that's a good one. Um, okay, so last bit of the evening here. So obviously, um, you know, not not been a good stretch for your boy uh, in fantasy football. Um, th- things haven't worked out. Obviously, haven't made all the right moves. Uh, drafting Allen Robinson this year was a fantastic decision by me. Um, I, I thought he was quarterback proof, but apparently he's not. Uh, Matt Nagy you proof. Third round? No, it, it, like fourth or like higher than he. You know, I, I think he, around his average draft position, like it didn't reach for him, but obviously it didn't work out. Um, so um, I'm looking into uh, you know potentially uh, you know getting some some new faces on the staff. Um, yeah, Aaron might not have a job next year. We'll see. Um, so what, uh, what I'm doing here is I'm going to give every big boy the chance to, to, to kind of, uh, <clears throat> pitch to me why they deserve to be on the staff. Essentially, I'm giving you an urban Meyer interview of why is it that you're a winner? Mm. I don't know if, if you remember urban that. Meyer, then it's yeah. because I like to go drinking in the middle of the day. No, and, no, no. Uh, <laughs> that's also, that's also <laughs> a good point, but no, I don't know. You, you may not remember, sorry to refresh everyone's memory. Um, during the during the middle of the season, before Urban Meyer got fired, he would, uh, during the stretch of the season um, went to every single one of his position coaches, like every single coach on his staff, and told and asked them like uh, it, the, the, in, a, in an interview style meeting why it is that the, the, the why it is that they're a winner. Like basically, like, list off all your things on your resume that make you a winner. Gotcha. Uh, well, easy enough. Uh, like the, the the thing I have to bring up is I have the fourth best winning re- or the fourth best record of any big boy um mm. since i um this season included uh where i finished in i think like fifth or sixth place um after being in the the sacco bracket um of mm. uh, uh overperformed expectations there's an a, there's a seems to be an air that i that i'm lucky but other teams have gotten infinitely more lucky than i have uh and so i can't even say that it's driven by luck it's driven by uh, some decision making based off of data and based off of uh, some gut feeling, but I'm a very analytical person. So I think the other thing that makes me a really good candidate to be uh, another owner of your team um, and to bring you out of this this hole that you're in right now um, is that I um, f- I don't do things just for the sake of doing them. I tend to have uh, some some reasoning. I don't just drop players because they're not doing anything i only drop them in the context of is there something better that i could be getting um i use a lot of online resources that you that build out projections for how players do uh, not only at the beginning of the year for like pre-drafts but also throughout the season so i I keep up with um, trade value i keep up with end of year projections i keep up with um the the buy information and and roster changes that would affect Mm -hmm. this play um and so i'm in the know i'm like the adam Schefter, if Adam Schefter was uh, not on ESPN, that's the only thing. Uh, okay, so Adam Schefter asked, good to know. Okay, well, uh, I mean, so uh, you, you give me a lot to think about, but uh, I, I think you might have a promise. If I'm Urban Meyer and you're on my staff, I think I'm letting you keep your job here. So it's a, it, it, a b- bunch of a bunch of good ideas, but uh, uh, <clears throat> we'll see. Like like I said. I'm gonna I'm save I'm gonna save the Gramps interview for for later. I think it's it's all dependent on what Aaron's doing, right? Uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, he, he he's gonna have to fight for his job because I, <laughs> I I I, uh, 
Tea of the week. What you're saying? I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying. But ever since he's been added on as a co-owner, is when the okay. that that's when the dip has started. Yeah. Did you have you won the title? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I think it, it was either the first year you were, you you were on or the the year before. Yeah. Gotcha. So you, you, I was looking this up. So you, you, Millen, um, Cole, and uh, shoot, who's the fourth one? I think it was Mitch. Mitch are the only ones without a with, without a uh, Sacco or a, a ship. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> it's yeah, it, it's crazy the variance of this. But no, that's but before, uh, yeah, but before the um. This two QB, uh, even before, you know, this the, the last year of the one QB was my first Sacco, but uh, you know, b- before that year, I was I was in the playoffs. I think in the, so I think I think we've just finished our seventh year. I want to say so. Yeah. So the the the, the four years, yeah, in the, the those first four years, I made the playoffs every single year. It just okay. hasn't hasn't been it for your boy. Hasn't been it. So. We'll see if we can't pull ourselves out of the ditch, but it is what it is. But uh, listen, man, thanks so much for the time. I, I, it, can I do add-ons? I want to do two more things. Oh, please, no, yeah, yeah, no. Give, give me, give all me right. your, so, your, all, all your bona fides. Yeah, I got, I got Sacco. I got Peter. I got him coming back to Earth. I think he's gonna overdraft this year, Cooper Cup. You know, draft him in like, like the first round, like sixth overall pick or something like that. Um, and it's just going to go downhill from there. So I think he's going to try to replicate the magic from last year, and you can't do that in fantasy. So he's, um, he's going to go. He's going to go back to that same bar and draft from there again. Um, <laughs> and I will say that my champion. I'm believing myself. I got. I got myself for the first time this next year. Nice, nice. Yeah, see if you can't get off the Schneid. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the other thing I wanted to do with you is I wanted to get something on the big board. Um, so I was thinking we could go through all of the over-unders for team wins next year and figure out one that we disagree on and do a, uh, do a, a bet on that. Ooh, interesting. Okay. I like that. So you, just, just for the league at large? Uh, no, for, um, the, for, for the NFL. No, no, no. no. Sorry. Do you want everyone to, get to have a shot at this or just me and you? Uh, I mean, everyone is allowed to have a shot at this. Yeah, for okay, sure. Cool, but cool, cool. Starting it off. Uh, like just you and I, um, and then you can decide where to take it from there. Okay. Okay. That sound I like good? it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll t- yeah. I, I will look up and see what we're, uh, see what we're looking at. Um, okay. See what I'm, we're live Googling right now. Let's see. Okay. Oh, okay. Here we go. Uh-huh. I, I found, I found, I found a site that these, these are not official obviously, but we'll wait to, to go. Let's yeah, see. I, I got whenever. So the, like the ones I'm seeing are, um, Bills at ten and a half, Cardinals at eight and a half, uh, Lions at five and a half. What are you seeing? Uh, so, yeah, so they are uh, minor in uh, alphabetical order, but Lions are at five and a half. So I got Cards at eight and a half, Falcons seven and a half, which feels very very high. Um, this must have been pre Ridley. Uh, Ravens eleven and a half, Bills ten and a half, Panthers. Cool. Let's let's do this then. Um, let me let me toss out a name for you. Okay. Uh, Right now, I see. Um, <clears throat> Ooh, Washington. The Washington is an eight and a half. That's a decent Ooh. one. Do you have over or under on that one? <clears> hmm. <throat> that division is so bad. Um, but Wentz. <laughs> uh, can't believe they went there. Um, I would take the under on eight and a half. I think. 
I will take the over on that one. I see them stealing wins against the Giants and against the uh, the Eagles. So absolutely. Okay, that's true. They do. Yeah, that 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 is probably at least two, if not three, wins right there. That's a good point. All right, let's. Oh, you know what? I'll tell you what, we're we're gonna we're gonna go straight to the heart of it. Oh, that well, that that's a low. Wow, they the NFL or the whatever this website is is disrespecting your boys. Uh, Arizona Cardinals are eight and a half. <laughs> the Falcons are seven and a half, man. The Falcons are not that much. They're that close to the Cardinals. No, no, that, that they are disrespecting. Maybe they're thinking that that Kyler is going to get traded. Maybe I, I. That's that's hard to believe. But Let's so, see. do you have them as over or under eight and a half? Seventeen. Oh, they have. To, I would think they would have to be over. Yeah. So we both got them over. So you can't do that. Yeah. No. No. I'm just saying. No. I was just. I'll just pick seeing if there was a, like if it was an interesting line. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see if we can't find a fun one. Ooh. Okay. This is an interesting one. Wow. They. Oh, actually, I like that. Ah, no, that one's a little too high. Oh, Bills. Bills is a good one at ten and a half. You got the over or the under. I would take the over at 10 I'll take the under that one. That's a lot of wins. That team is going to collapse after last season. You think? Okay. Well, then there we go. I, 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 that's the one I like going forward. Cool. Let's do it then. All right. Board it. Um, so, yeah, 10 and a half wins. Well, to, to tell you what, we'll, we'll reserve, the, reserve the right before you know, when the actual numbers come out. But as a, as a, the, We'll stick a pin in it and call that one 10 and a half. They said that okay. we'll, we'll come back to that one. No, but that's a good idea. Just have like an actual uh, preseason uh, big board bet. Yeah. Like that. Well, good, man. Well, again, thanks for the time and uh, yeah, for uh, signing off another episode of the Big Boy Pun. Okay. What's that? Go to bed soon. It's late for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sarah is luckily on her on the on her on her phone. It sounds like her sister or something, so she's preoccupied. But yeah, it's about time. <laughs> All right, man. Have soon. a good night. Bye. Oh no! It's the podcast plus. That's right. We are back with another edition of the Podcast Plus. This time we brought Sheesh back to nail down some over-unders for all the big boy teams. We also get some hair care tips and breaking news about Ashish rejoining the Evil Empire. Listen till the end if you want to hear Ashish reflect on his terrible NBA bets from last year and find out how we think the Jackets are going to do this year. You're not going to want to miss that. How's your day been? Good, man. I just accepted a new job. Live my best life. Oh, okay. Yes. So when you said new job, I assume that you you meant uh, like with it. So so you are no longer with GameStop. Is that is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going back to Amazon. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So I uh, I decided. You know what? I I can't stay away any longer. You know they were they were calling me back. That's that's awesome, man. That, that, that's great. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, no, congrats! Yes, so what's the uh, what's the new role going to be? It's a uh, it's a supply chain. It's a senior supply chain analyst position. So they're basically giving me like a promotion after being away for seven months. And yeah, yeah. So I yeah. was like, I can't say no to that. You know, it sounds really, yeah. really good. So yeah, that makes um, sense. Well, anyway, okay. Now that we all got all out of, got that all out of the way, the real reason we're here, me actually following up on the thing that we said we we're going to do. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so last yeah. time. 
last time you were on, you had uh, super long hair. Um, and uh, yeah, we're, you know, we're still living uh, with the, with the folks, I believe at, at the time. So um, yeah, yeah it, it obviously cut off the, uh, cut off the locks that this day, uh, a summer shade kind of thing or just just need Je Jenny said that I wasn't taking good enough care of it so she made me cut it off literally gotcha. like I, I I wanted to keep it and like even now this is too long for her she's mm. like you just don't take good enough care of it because I I washed it like this is gonna sound really gross but I washed it once every two weeks and like, like when you say wash but like with shampoo or like you were getting it wet once every two weeks yeah so but, I, I I wore I wash it once every two weeks and I put a shower cap on it so it's like I um, okay yeah so follow-up question when you say once every two weeks does that mean you were shampooing it every two weeks or you were getting it wet every two weeks I was getting it wet once every two weeks oh man yeah that's that that's 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 a choice I, see the thing is I read online when I was getting when I was like starting to go a little bit longer and like mm. told me that like I needed to let it basically like sit in the oils yeah, so that, yeah. Like, because if I put it too much then like it'll wash but like she was saying that like too long meant like four days not yeah yeah not yeah i was gonna say yeah, yeah 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 no yeah so yeah so for, i i didn't know until like i was i was in college i think sarah and then maybe, maybe like one of my best friends were, were, was telling me like uh we were talking about showering and i was like oh yeah i shampoo my hair every day like i thought that that's just what you're supposed to do they're like oh no you're like killing the yeah. fuck out of your hair and i'm like well, the problem is, is that like, if I don't, if I don't shampoo it, my hair looks greasy all the fucking time. And they, they said, you just fight through it, like get through like a week of that. And like your hair will like adjust, like how much oils it's like, it's putting out. And lo and behold, so yeah, I, I, I probably, I shampoo probably maybe twice a week, if that, but, but, but I'm, yeah. I'm showering every day and I'm getting like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, rubbing the oils out of my hair kind of thing. So. Got it. Okay. All right. No, but, well, uh, Interesting, but no, that, that that's a uh, that, that's, yeah. I, n n now I understand where uh, yeah where she, where she was coming from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, so now I'm I'm sitting at this. I think this is like the, she's making me cut it this weekend right now. So um, she, slowly she's, she's, she's in charge. You're you're just along for the ride. Honestly, bro, like she really is. Because like <laughs> if she leaves me, then like I, nobody else is gonna take me. So yeah. <laughs> kind of gotta listen to her. I, I feel that. Okay. Well. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm glad you're uh, you are sidled up next to the uh, to the sports book at the Snake Eyes Lounge and Casino here. So yeah, so we are going to yes, go sir. through uh, all of the big boy teams and uh, go. Are you tracking down what we say? Like, are you going to write them down somewhere? Like what? Yeah, I yeah, say yeah. I, what I've say? got your yeah, I've got your other your um, your original podcast file open. So yeah, I will add it to that. Okay, cool. So with that in mind. Who do you? Uh, I guess we'll, we'll start off with your own, uh, your your own, uh, your own favorites. We'll go with the Cardinals. So, so Cardinals I'm, listed at the St. Cards Casino at eight and a half wins for the season. That's correct. I am going to take the over on that. I would. I, uh, sorry, go ahead. So the reasoning behind going with the over is, uh, so Hollywood Brown is here to shore up the offense. They don't have a really good offensive line, but Kyler Murray's already proved that he doesn't need to perform with a really great offensive line. Uh, they're also not playing a lot, a lot of strong opponents this year. And DeAndre Hopkins is going to be back from week six onwards. Seven. The biggest week, sorry, week seven onwards. So the, the, the biggest uh, red flag on the team, I would say, is the defense. There's a lot of holes on the defense outside. Yeah, of losing Chandler. Yeah, having having ancient JJ Watt being your pass brush. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. It's, it's not it's not going to go great long term, but I think it's enough that they can shore up some easy wins. Win one of two against the Rams, maybe one of two against the uh, 
the Niners, 49ers. The Seahawks. Sure. And uh, I'm 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 hoping for a ten and seven season. That's my my ideal okay. Cardinals. Season. Well, I I will come back to that one because yeah because yeah, yeah that's my my. If 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 we have to break a tie, I am willing to take the under there, but I think that the over is probably correct. So okay, um, cool. But um, well, yeah, we'll, like I said, we'll come back to that one. Okay. Uh, no, my uh, my my favorite boys, the uh, the Falcons uh, at thirty uh, birds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At four and a half. Um, is what what we have it here at the Snake Eyes Casino. That one is hard. I I at four and a half. I think I will take. I think it'll. I think it'll. I think it'll win three games this year. I think. I think they could. I. I think I could see them losing. Their 13, 13, 13 losses is a lot. But here's the uh, thing. Here, here's how. I, so I, I'm going. I'm going with the under on them. So okay. you can join me on that, or you can you can switch it up. The reason why I'm saying the under yeah. is, first of all, their division is bonkers. They're starting Marcus Mariota in a division where Baker Mayfield, a quarterback that took the Browns to the playoffs, is in somehow. Uh, Tom Brady is in. And then uh, Jameis Winston is in leading an offense with Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. I don't see how they're able to claw more than one win out of their own division. Yeah, And their opponents this year are tough. They got like a gauntlet of of hard teams they're going to be playing against outside of their division. Yeah. I don't see them putting up more than three wins. To be oh, quite honest, I I think it's going to be a race to the bottom between them and Chicago. So yeah, I, I like I said, I, I think like like my my gut is telling me to take the under, but like I, it just it just sounds like thirteen losses itself, it's a fuck ton of losses. So I it, yeah, yeah. It, it would just be so. So yeah, I think we'll agree again. I would be, I would be willing to take the over there if it comes to it. So so right right now we're at a push. I, at this one, this this next one though, I think is where we're going to get interesting. So uh, Panthers at six and a half wins for re- representing Mitchell. I'll let you go first. What do you think? Okay, I would take the under at six and a half. Oh, okay. I see. I'm taking the over. I'm taking the right, over. That's our that, that that's our first one on the board. Yeah. So, so the reasoning why I think that the Panthers are, are going to be pretty good is their defense is stout, man. I think the biggest issue that they have is with their coaching. Um, but I think that their defense is strong enough that it's going to be able to provide them enough opportunities to win games and having Baker Mayfield in there um, as sort of a, a check down guy, who's not going to blow up your offense with game killing interceptions, which is, I think what their biggest problem was last year. Mm. Uh, I think that that's going to be a secret to success. Now, historically he has been the guy that's blown up games for the Browns, but I think that's because he's been asked to chuck the ball down. The Panthers offense isn't really built in my opinion to do those deep passes. DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey, they're going to be funneling short drop-offs to them for the most part. Um, So I don't see him being put in a position where he's being asked to throw 50, 60 passes in a game. It's going to be a lot more conservative of an offense. And so I think that that's going to play to his strengths. And it means that, uh, well, they can lean on their defense to keep them in games until they have to win them. So I'm going to take the over on that. Okay. No, I think those are extremely good arguments. I am just uh, – so, so they, they drew um, – they obviously have to play the, the the Bucks twice and the Saints twice. Um, yeah, obviously the Falcons twice, which is going to be good for them. But they also drew the NFC West and the AFC North to play this year. So that's going to be – that's going to be a pretty tough road for them to hoe. So I no, I think six and a half is like 
a really good line for them, but uh, no, I, yeah. I don't, I don't see them getting there. So, but uh, okay, cool. so that, that that's our first, first uh, true, uh, true board bet right there. All right. And for the record, we're how much are we putting on the line here? Twenty for however many we end up getting. All right. Like, t- so like total. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. This is more just for fun. I'm not trying to, to fuck around and put a mortgage check on this thing. So. All right. Okay. Unlike yeah, unlike the the classic estate beds. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, all, right. all right. So Packers at ten and a half, right? Yeah, Packers at ten and a half. So uh, okay. Uh, so. I I. I Good. I'm gonna take. See, I could go either ways on this, but I'm mm-hmm. leaning towards the under. Okay. Because of the fact that Aaron Rodgers is their entire team. Sure. You know, like. So I I will gladly take the over in this case. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I think their division they they get the 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 Lions and the Bears uh, for four games right there. Their defense is also really like has a lot of talent on it too. Um, and yeah, while while I don't see the offense clicking at the same thing, I mean, how could, I don't see how they could with, when they're losing Devontae Adams and and replacing him yeah. with a, with a rookie maybe eventually in the year, but. Um, but no, I think that division is just so bad that they're gonna—they're guaranteed at least four wins right there, playing the Lions and Bears, you know, twice. Do they still have? Do they still have St. Brown? Not Aquaman. Aquaman no, no, he's a bear. One. He's a bear now. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, 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 something like that. But or no, Aquanimius. Aquanimius. Aqu- yeah. There it is. So yeah, no, but he is—he is a bear now. So gotcha. okay. I, I am totally fine with yeah, you, you having the uh, the under there. Cool, cool. I just, I, for me, the struggle is, I just feel like so much of their offense funneled through um, that wide receiver that they lost. Adams, yeah, um, yeah, no, yeah, Adams. Yeah, yeah. The, the the deep game, obviously, but like so underrated was just like Aaron just uh, like reading the defense and throwing a, a quick screen over to him and him just you know get, getting seven yards off a chunk. Like, yeah, that the, they're that's that's gonna be hard to replace so no i i, I see the argument for it but like i said i think that, that the division's just so weak that, that there's gonna be able to, i think i think they're gonna get you know five of the 11 wins they need in the division so but bro did you know oh my god what did get can you guess what their brother they have a brother that plays at stanford can you guess what his name is um let's see so we got those two names i'm gonna go with um um archimedes Bro, it's Osiris. Oh, he he just went full Egyptian on us. Okay. Yeah, Osiris St. Brown. That's wild. That that's pretty cool. I mean, listen, if I I had learned for the first time on hard, I don't know if you're watching Hard Knocks, but I I had learned that their dad is was a, a two time Mister Universe. Oh Lord. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. He was like leading them in like in like weight training workouts when they were like seven eight years old. So, Damn. yeah, no, yeah, it's okay. a. Well, I think the Aquafina is the less talented of the two. It's uh, they, they they've got some muscle. That's for, that's for damn sure. Yeah. So I will easy transition here. Speaking of the St. Browns, we're gonna go uh to the first of two of uh, Peter's two teams, the Chicago Bears, um, uh, who have a six and a half uh OU going into this year. So you you can I'll let you get uh, have the floor for this one. Um, I'm gonna take the under on this one for two reasons. Yeah, I think that one's a, I think that one's a easy under i think two reasons that i'm saying the under so first of all for the memes because peter is an awful person and he deserves to be sad 
Um, but then the second reason is that they're legitimately going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. Uh, I, I, that's, I, I was going to, I wasn't, I was trying not to spoil it earlier, but I think it's going to be raced to the bottom between the bears and the Falcons for the number one pick. I see those two and the Seahawks as the, the three that are the most likely to get it. Yeah. Maybe the Seahawks. Oh yeah. The, yeah. They, yeah. Especially with Gino and or, uh, uh, Drew Locke. Lock. Yeah. Drew Locke. That's a good. That's that's a good call. Yeah. We'll. we'll Can wait. you imagine going from Russell Wilson to Drew Locke on a, it, on a weekly basis? Like that's. A, kind of, I mean, you guys are going from Matt Ryan to Marcus Mariota, so I guess. Just yeah, like, the, the kind of same vibes. Yeah, yeah, but uh, no. It, <laughs> it, it, at least we're trying to be bad. Whereas I don't think that the Seahawks are. You know, they're. I think they're going to stay somewhere in the middle. But we'll see. But I mean, no, I, I'd honestly say that like the Seahawks and the Falcons are actually super similar when you think about like their team makeup because they both have pretty strong defenses. Um, like that's where they put most of their money. No, no, no. In. The Falcons have a strong cornerback. They do not have a strong defense. <laughs> okay, all right, but like they also have a wide receiver that's a huge talent, but hasn't mm. worked out for some reason or the other. Like DK sure. on one end. Yeah, and then, Julio. Um, who? Who? Well, I wasn't thinking Julio. I was thinking who they replaced Julio with. Oh, Ridley. Um, Ridley. Um, and then they are in a transitionary period. So yeah, yeah that's fair. I mean, I mean, DK has put up numbers. I mean, obviously he's had Russell Wilson though, but but yeah, I mean that that that, that dude's talent is off, is off the fucking charts. But I I think the yeah the, the comp is, is not a terrible one. I'll say, but uh, yeah, yeah, and to, to finish off uh, Peter's misery, go to his secondary team or maybe primary. I don't know. Uh, the 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 Cleveland Browns. Um, yeah, it's a nine and a half. This is a weird one because obviously we have no idea what that, that offense is going to look like. Sands, their quarterback. Um, That's the thing is like it, it's so dependent on how long he's out for. Like if he's out for 11 games, like I've been hearing, then this is a hard under. No, they, but they, like they, they, set, they settle on 11. That's, that's the, they, they haven't signed the deal yet, but apparently it's been agreed to. So if it's if it's eleven, then that means he's only going to be there for six games. Assuming, yeah. let, let me look at the back half of their schedule. Yeah, I think I had it up, but I, I, no, that was not one of the ones I pulled up. Apparently, uh, the back half of their schedule is Stillers, Washington, the Saints, Ravens, Bengals, and Texans. I could see them winning, going like four and two in those last six, mm. probably. So that would mean that they would need to, without him, who who is their the quarterback? Chris, that Jacoby. You have to rely on Jacoby Brissett, who did amazing things for the Texans last year, um, winning now he, 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 five he, he games. Was, he, he was uh, – no, he was, he was two as backup. Oh, is that right? Yeah. The, oh, for the Pats the a couple of years ago. Sorry, I was thinking about – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, okay. yeah, he was, yeah, he was the guy after both Brady and Jimmy G were hurt. Got it. Um. I, I mean, I don't see a path. Like, they would have to – if they won four games, they would win – they have to win six games in their first uh, yeah, 11 games. Yeah, I, I just – yeah, yeah. I, I had no idea what that team going to look like, so I I, I wouldn't feel – I, I we're on here just to make fun of Peter for this one. I, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable throwing that out there. It, 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 it's a he- fun heavy one. Heavy unders. It, it, it's a fun one just like – if we come down to it, I think that one could be a coin flip. Like, I, I'll take – if you want the under, then I'll take the over kind of thing where I think it would just be fun just to see – because I, I – I don't think nine and a half is right. Like I think it's either going to be way over or way under. You know what I mean? I'm also seeing that they have the eighth hardest schedule in all of um, the NFL. So oh, tight, tight, tight. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So all, all I, 
the most recent strength of schedule map that came out by Warren Sharp's uh, football analysis company has them with the eighth most difficult schedule, but also they're projecting them still to 10 wins. So I don't know what they're seeing, but I would put a lot I mean, of money I mean, on the rest, under. I, I mean, the rest of that team is good. So if Brissett can can take them there and, and, and go uh, go six and five, I can see it. They got the, the Ravens. They got the Steelers with no quarterback. And they've got the the Super Bowl contending uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, like there there just doesn't seem to be a path to ten easy wins in there. So no. I, I would I would take the under. Okay, well yeah, we'll come back to that one. So that that one I think is our if we need a uh, so we we have two firmly on the card right now. Um, yeah, yeah, well, and uh, nice segue in here uh, finally to to uh, Gramps and Millen's representative. We got the Colts at nine and a half wins. So this one, yep. I think, is super another like really good line because the Colts are, I I think the Colts are going to have that division. The thing is, I just don't know like what other wins are going to have besides in division games. Um, I was looking at their schedule earlier. The thing about the Colts is, I think that they're by and far the best team in the AFC South. Yeah. And they could be a Super Bowl contender if all things go go to plan because mm-hmm. all of their out of division games like they have one of the easiest schedules in all of um, the NFL. So I could see them easily going like twelve and five, thirteen and four. Yeah, but it's also the Colts. Yeah, and they're being led by Matt Ryan. Hey, and- put, put put some respect on his name. <laughs> How dare you? I mean, I guess, bro, but like, he's not <laughs> Matt Ryan that took him to the Super Bowl. He's not Matt Ryan that does amazing things in an offense. He's the Matt Ryan that has trouble checking the ball down and knowing when to not take opportunities. So I could totally see him trying to shove the ball into their new wide receiver um, options that they have. But um, I don't know. I, I could see it going one of two ways. Yes. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so which way are you leaning? So, I am I- leaning. I'll let you go first. What do you think? I was going to say, I, I, I am leaning over. Okay. Um, I can take the under on that one. I assume okay. that they're going to get six in the division, um, but I don't know if they're going to go get three outside of their own right. division. That, that's so, fair. Um, so I'll let you have the under. I will take the over. Sounds okay. Good. So so there's three right there. So, yeah, so we, we can go back and and, uh, and try and split the, the, the rest of the season. So we're, we're both saw the under on the Bears. I don't think that one's going to kind of come anywhere. Um, Falcons, no, I think, yeah, I think we're both under there. I think that that's fair. Okay, so so we, we have three right now. So, so the two others remaining are the Cards and the Browns. I would be willing to. I think yes. Yeah, so you had the over for the cards. I will take the under for the cards. Um, okay. And then you, uh, I will take the. I, I'll I'll take the over for the Browns if you want the under for the Browns. Let's do that. That makes a lot of okay. sense. So yeah. So it, it, this is more of a troll pick for me taking the cards than anything. Uh, because I no, understandable. <laughs> I, I cannot, in good faith, take the Cardinals under. I've put at least a, I, I have a bet every single year before the season starts on one on the Cardinals over, one the Cardinals make to playoffs, one for Cardinals to win the NFC West, and one for the Cardinals to win the Super Bowl. I put those four bets on them preseason every year. So wow, that that's impressive. Well, <laughs> this is actually a great segue now that we have yes, so we have we have five we have five uh, over unders picked uh, going for this year. So yes, yeah, so the first first to three, um, 
yeah, yeah uh, wins the, the, the $20 the gentleman's bet here, uh, which is going to be fun to, to track throughout the year. Uh, and listen- I would I would let the group know to put it on the board once this comes yeah, up. Yeah, 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 we'll do that. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to uh, – Speaking of your betting history, uh, uh, you know, me editing the uh, the pod. I don't remember if if, if you um, uh, the the couple of bets that you had on the board uh, for the NBA. I don't remember if you if, if those uh, ring any bells. Oh God, I don't want to talk about it, man. So you had Suns Bulls, you had Suns Cavs, and you had Suns Nets. I did. <laughs> <laughs> didn't turn out so well, man. No, it really didn't. It really didn't. So yeah, uh-huh. d- 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 so y- knowing that, do you have any? Uh, w- 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 what's your confidence level going into the uh, the NFL season? Oh, uh, it's a it's at like a two, man. I I uh, <laughs> I am fully. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. All right, full voodoo magic. All right, the last two Super Bowls have been won by the home team. The Tampa Bay Bucks won it in Tampa Bay, and then the LA oh, Rams. Won yeah, it yeah. This year's Super Bowl is in phoenix oh it's coming so, back baby i did not know that three for three it's coming home it's uh, that, that's all i need but other than that i i just think our team has too many holes i don't think cliff kingsbury is going to be the guy that gets us over the hump so yeah that's the I, thing I, 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 honestly I've, I've i've never seen an off season where a team signs their gm head coach and quarterback and you have less confidence going into this year than you did last year <laughs> it's it's bonkers and it's like nothing that they say on a day-to-day basis makes me feel any better right because it's like they gave Kyler Murray some of the play calling duties in the uh, in the game that happened versus the Ravens yeah, yesterday. Yeah, Cliff was and like, you, you got a big dog or whatever the quote was. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And but then like he responded today saying that uh, Kyler Murray looked happier calling the plays than he does when he throws a touchdown himself. And that makes me feel like he just wants to go play Madden. Like, what is he doing quarterbacking my team? Listen, big, big gamer, Kyler Murray. He's, he's, he's out there just, he's out there playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers. That's all. That's all. It's Man. But, like, <laughs> I don't know. So, so preseason prediction for the Super Bowl. Just oh, looking yeah, at all the teams right now. Um, I'm going to pick one of – I'm going to pick three teams from the NFC and pick the three teams from the AFC. I'm just going to say that one of those three from each is going to make the Super Bowl. All right? Okay. So, from the NFC – I'm picking either the Bucks. I am picking the uh, the LA Rams and the uh, Cardinals. Those are my three NFC teams. Okay. Because I think you're gonna make the Super Bowl. All right. From the AFC, I'm gonna say the Bills, the Chiefs, and then I am going to pick the the LA Chargers as my third team. Yeah, I think those are the three consensus three best AFC teams. Um, I don't know if the, the Chargers are up there as like one of the consensus they, bets, but I know they, that they were not. They've, they've got a, they've got an amazing roster. I will say, so I, I think obviously the, 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 the Cardinals pick is, uh, is obviously a little bit Homer driven. So uh, um, I think that I, I would replace them with the Packers. I think the Packers, just because of their division, they're going to get us a solid seed. If they don't crumble at Lambeau in the playoffs, they might be able to, you know, to make it back to the Super Bowl. Um, but I will say for the AFC, I think a dark horse outside the Chargers is, um, which I guess you can't really call them a dark horse, but I think the Ravens have a good shot to get there this year too. Dark birds. Yeah, exactly. And Lamar, yeah. In a, Lamar in a contract year. Um, I was about and, to say, like, you got, do you think he's going to want to get paid or do you think he's going to let it affect him, you know? Oh, I don't. I mean, I, I, yeah, I guess. Like, yeah, I guess you can make both arguments. Time, time will tell. I don't know, but I, I think yeah. he's. I think he's going to ball out. 
I think their defense has gotten I mean, and they had they were so injured last year. So yeah. I think that they, I think they got a good chance too. Well, that the well, this I, I appreciate uh, your picks going into this year. Um, hey, we'll, we'll put this up on the board. Uh, I, I'll sh- uh, and uh, we'll have a lot of fun with that. So. On the way out, on the way out, one question for you. Whoops. Um, on the way out, <laughs> one question for you. What is the what's your projected record for Georgia Tech this year? Oh, Wolf. Uh, I, I mean, he's only won three games up to now. I say maybe he gets four. I was about to say. I think. I think he's gonna go three and six or three and seven. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I I, I right. think if he if he doesn't get to a minimum five, but I, I think he has to get to a bowl game this year to keep his job. Yeah. But I don't see that. I happening. mean, with one of the toughest, one of the toughest. I, uh, no, I, I heard on a podcast. Yeah, I heard I heard on a podcast that they have the hardest Power Five uh, schedule. Sick. I mean, I mean, Cle- Clemson and UGA. I mean that, that that's already that's already a, a rough start. So, yeah, and then the the RACC draw is not great this year either. So, meanwhile, we'll figure it out, man. Meanwhile, Georgia's out of conference is us, like Charleston, um, and then there's uh, Samford. Yeah, and then and then in the two uh in uh two SEC West teams they drew were Mississippi State and Auburn. So they're they're going to march to a at least ten wins, if not. You know, twelve. All right. Well, at least <laughs> we've got our education, right? <laughs> exactly. On that note, man, no, I appreciate the time. Yeah, this this will be a fun, uh, a fun way to end your episode. And again, we'll, uh, we'll do it again real soon as soon as the season starts. So, sounds good, man. Looking forward to it. And uh, good luck prepping for the uh, draft. Hope you do better than last year. No research, baby. Take us to the take us to the ship. <laughs> All right. Check see you later, man. man. I want to take the time to say thanks again to Ashish for all the time you gave to us there. Hope everyone enjoyed that episode. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Big Boy League podcast. We bring on Tiny Steiny.